Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. And you still got that uh, background up? You still not letting that go, huh? Nope. Brady Quinn, still being petty. This is my last week for it. Why is that? Oh, you'll find out in the shoutouts. <laughs> okay. Where is Little Wayne right now when he's going to be performing at midnight? What? Who's raining? Who's performing at midnight? Uh, Little Wayne. So after the um, the Thursday night games, mm-hmm. um, Amazon Music has a, a a live show that comes on after the games. It's usually like some artists, you know, they'll they'll pick a famous artist that's gonna perform or whatever. And yeah, two chains, two chains hosts it. Yeah, and tonight's gonna be Little Wayne. So I'm like. The game's gonna end at midnight. Where is he performing at? You know, maybe someplace else. And it must be on the West Coast. Yeah, that's what I was saying. West Coast somewhere. Yeah. Like to be starting at midnight. That's crazy. Interesting. Oh, Ace, Ace, I got something to play for you here. No, you don't. You really don't. don't. Yes, I do. You don't have to do that. Yes, I do. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Yes. 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 We must. We must play. This has nothing to do with Brady Quinn. This was this was previously on last week's podcast. Okay. Last pick. Yeah, this has been on my last yeah. pick. This will be my last lock of the week. Um, you had to acquire the Commanders. Lost to the Eagles last time. Twenty-four Eagles. Commanders had eight. Looking at the schedule, looking at their schedule, the last games that they played, they actually been quite. They actually haven't been playing any real teams. So LeBron's own thing here. They was it. Who they, who they actually play? I should have shortened this a little bit. Work to put them under their belt as making them actually a good team on this one. You could say the Cowboys, but the Cowboys didn't have a quarterback. You could say the Steelers, but that's just by name. You could say um, the Cardinals, but they didn't get right until they get their um, wide receiver. And they you know, barely won that. Yeah, they barely won that. When they won that by three. Then you got the Jaguars that they barely won too, but they won by eight. Sooner or later, this team is going to crack. You can't keep up this this um, undefeated um, streak here. And so this is a um a division game. Sooner or later, one of these division games you'll have to split with is either going to be the Washington. Uh, uh, I'm about to say the, the red name, the the the, red, the old red name, but it's not going to be Washington. It's going to be the Giants. Or it's going to be the Cowboys. One of those teams are going to lose to. But I can see this as a trap game, so I'm going to go with Washington and Heineken and give me the um Heineken. give me the. Uh, Heineken beer. Give me the Heineken beer and, <laughs> and, and the under this one. I'm going to, this is going to be their trap game. Uh-huh. Lose, and this is going to be where they crack it. They're finally going to crack that home. That zip, that, that old so you're that telling me home. the Eagles are going to lose to the Washington Commanders at home on Monday Night Football. It's going to be tough. It, 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 it can okay. happen. Anything can happen. It could. It could. That's going to be tough. These guys get paid, too. I'd like to point out that Anthony on the season is uh, on his best bets is 44%. And how much are you? 44%. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Not 44% anymore, I bet. <laughs> but I, I, give it to, I give it to one thing, though. Malik did, of course, still did pick Washington, but he didn't pick them to win. But he picked them for the um, – for our. Show purposes of uh, ever getting eleven game. points. Yeah, I picked him to cover. Against the spread, right, he, he picked him to cover. Made sense, honestly. Yeah, but I picked him to quite to actually win the game. That's true. You did. Too bad you didn't put any money on it. Yeah, that's why I forgot to do it. <laughs> I, I, I actually I actually wanted to do it, but the time that you you did ask me, 
I decided not to do it. I mean, I texted you pretty early when I went, so I was trying to be, you know, I was being fair. I was giving everybody for some reason, it, for some reason, I forgot which game I wanted to bet on. I don't know why, but I want—I know there was supposed to be that one, but but after that, after you was done texting, I remembered. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Moving on. Goddamn Cowboys! Goddamn Cowboys! <laughs> they really messed <sighs> up everything. All they had to do was win the damn game, but they just—all they had to do was hold a lead. They were up twenty-eight fourteen. They had to just hold the damn lead. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> Sweet, I hate picking him. <laughs> Ezekiel's back. You know, maybe they might do something this week. I don't know. Just to let you I know, even... off, off top, my dad picked Buffalo to cover, the Giants to cover, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. Those are, as he calls it, his dad picks. If you didn't listen on uh, the recap show on Tuesday morning. Well, it seems like you got to tell me when those, when those post, because <laughs> I don't ever notice when those post. Tuesday morning, usually. Okay. So Tuesday morning, for all our fans who are listening, the recap shows will come out on the season on our best bets. I ace am now 42%. He ant is 46% because all of my games at one were not my best bets, which is odd. I got better <laughs> on the season, got worse on my best bets. Malik stayed the same, is 40% of this uh, for the year. I went one for five last week on the best bets, seven and seven in overall in the games. Which is odd because of the goddamn Cowboys. And <laughs> on the regular season, I am 42%, and it's 44%, and Malik is leading at 47%. So there we go. Oh, wait, no, that's week nine. I'm 43%, and it's 46%, Malik's 49%. So we're all getting Always better. Always bet on Anthony. Each week. I would not do that. <laughs> and if you really like, honestly, that, that was kind of a that was kind of a wild take, but you were right. They could not keep the undefeated streak alive, um, whether it be a couple of bad calls or just four turnovers. You were right. They just played themselves out of it. I mean, it's just they pressure. That's all it really is. It's just pressure. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. Now they got to let that out, the monkey off the back. They can just play, play easily, whatever, and whatever happens, happens. You know, Miami, <laughs> Miami's happy or whatever. They, you know, they, those old guys, they're still, they're still alive, you know, with the undefeated streak. It did look like Philly didn't play tight. Like, Philly didn't play like they were dealing with the pressure of being undefeated. Washington played a good game. Like, Washington um, controlled the basically controlled the, the line of scrimmage, ran the ball effectively, you know, and stopped Philadelphia from the big chunk plays that, you know, that they were that they were able that they were gotten used to with their passing game. Yeah. And then and then, you know, Taylor Heineke made a made a few key throws. I mean, he didn't throw it. I don't believe he threw a touchdown in the game. No, no. Um, I shouldn't be saying pressure then. I should be saying more that sooner or later they're going to mess up. Heineke pulled a uh, Jimmy G and got credit for not really doing a lot. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> making any mistakes. Yeah, he That's just didn't make doing. any mistakes. He just didn't He didn't put his team in a bad position um, to yeah, make any Jimmy. mistakes. You know? That's called, called pulling a Jimmy G. No, it's not today's NFL. That's always been the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you always have those. Actually, I got to give Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer some credit. They averaged like 20 to 25 touchdown passes a season. I don't think Taylor Heineke all last year threw 25 touchdown passes, and he started the whole year, which is why they went out and got Carson Wentz, because that's how bad he was, and they were like, we need to do something better. Well, they, look, everybody knows. Like, you know what? Maybe he's not better. No, everybody knows the limitations of Taylor Heineke. He's a he's a backup quarterback. When he comes in, he's mm-hmm. he's good for a few games, but you can't depend on him to be your, you know, your, your franchise. Your franchise guy. He's not your franchise guy. You know, they, they keep looking for a franchise. Keep guy. playing them to see what happens. 
you got to play a hot hand is what he said, even though Wentz is getting healthier. And I'm like, really? He's the hot hand? Okay. Yeah, he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of this situation. He is he is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick version time, two or whatever. Hey, so at the end of the day, time, is, he's is throwing what the three team touchdown goes. passes a game. Not here. He's, but when, when yeah, Patrick, I'm saying he's winning Patrick football high, games. He throws three TDs a game. Right, he's winning Patrick football games. He's not games. the reason they win it, though. No, it doesn't have to be. It's but they're he, winning. If he, runs, it's, it's, if, he runs, if he runs the offense, that's what it really comes down to. It's not they weren't. Side. Ace, we got to remember, they weren't winning with Carson Wentz. Like, that was the whole point. They'd lost, like, three straight with Carson Wentz as a starter before he got hurt. Or yeah. two straight, something like that. They weren't winning under Carson Wentz, despite yeah. the fact that Carson Wentz, you know, if if you just compare the two, Carson Wentz is the better player. They weren't winning with him. So it really doesn't matter, you know, whether they win with Taylor Heineke or in spite of Taylor Heineke, they're winning with him under center. They're winning while he's there. And that's what's most important for, you know, a team like Washington, who at this point, nobody expected to be where they are. Right. So that's fair. Yeah. For the listeners, we all took Tennessee because we knew Green Bay was trash. Um, that's what Green Bay stands Don't Aaron Rodgers look like he's drunk all the time now? No, that's you. Look at it! Look, look what they do a close up on him. He got the watery eyes and everything like that. Look like you know he was like quite quite demon in a bottle type of thing. When it's he has a very over the last few years, I've noticed that he has a very disinterested look, and 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 the fact is like. The NFL and Fox and whatever whatever media network that's covering the Green Bay games at the time, like they they key in on it. You know, his his is probably the most, um, like you know uh, what is it like zoomed in face, uh, <laughs> zoomed in quarterback face that you that you see the entire game. Every time they miss a throw, every time a Green Bay receiver drops a pass, like it's you know it's it's textbook. They go straight to you know uh, Aaron Rodgers' face. To see what his reaction is going to be, because it's for them, it's about building the drama. He just seems so disinterested, though. He just seems like he's just like kind of going through the motions and Can I get whatever. Out? If it happens, great. <laughs> if it happens, great. No problem. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm still I'm still Aaron freaking Rogers. I'm good. I will say their defense is much better than I gave them credit for because they have a really good um, third down percentage, meaning only 34 percent of the third downs ever get converted. The problem is, is that they're playing the number one team in third down percentage conversions, which is Tennessee. So good defense versus good defense, no running game versus their running game. They're all going to have problems. So that's what I want to know. For the listeners at home, that's what you really want to pay attention to. The advanced stats of third down percentage and actually third down percentage in air yards. The team's giving up a bunch of air yards. The secondary is trash. Just a little hint for you stuff to look for that you can actually get for free on um, – ESPN stats, things like that. It don't even take that much, but hope you here listen with us. Also, in NFL news, and Dominic and Sue is not going to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, do they lose another game for the season? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, they're going to lose more games. Um, Sue, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Sue does. Um. Because at this point in his career, he's not the dominant force that he was, you know, um, during his Detroit days and, and Miami times. And then, um, you know, even like the first couple of stints, the first stint with uh, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay, sorry. Um, or LA. But 
he's effective in situational or pass rush situations. And that's where I'll be interested to see what, you know, he does is, is, is he going to be able to create, you know, create such situ- create, you know, issues in the pass rush situation. I mean, Philly's biggest thing is Philly's got some really good, you know, really good games in secondary, the really good players in the secondary. They can defend the pass. Well, if they can get pressure without having to bring extra rushes, they're gonna this this team. There's no reason to believe this team can't win the win the NFC going away. There's nobody in the NFC, in my opinion, that looks like they're unbeatable, including Philly. But Philly mm-hmm. may have the most depth um, on both sides of the ball, and if so, they are able to host it, you know, sky's the limit for them. So putting teams into tiers, you don't think Philadelphia is a tier above everybody else in the NFC? By what they show, so far. I think they're a tier above, but I don't think that tier is very. I don't think the gap is very far. Oh, so it's not. So you won't be as surprised if Philly loses in the playoffs like we were last past no. week with the Bills losing to the Vikings. No, not at all. I mean, if 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 is and even including the Vikings in that, like even though they beat the Vikings in in you know week two was it week two mm-hmm. yeah I think it was week two, um, wouldn't shock me at all if. The Vikings went into Philly and beat them in, you know, the divisional round or even in the NFC Championship. That would not shock me at all. Um, I would say that I wouldn't pick Minnesota to to win that game, but I would definitely not be surprised if they won that game. You still got to, you still got to, it still has to be proven to me that a primary, that a quarterback who's, you know, a primary skill set is running the football Uh can win throwing the ball in January and February against, you know, playoff, you know, caliber defenses, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, um, you know, and, and, and now Jalen hurts like these guys who make their money, you know, running the football and running these, these power offenses um, when they're forced into the pocket and forced to make big, make plays with their arms, you know, can they do it in, in pressure, big game situations to Ant's point about pressure. Yeah, that's fair. And what do you think? Uh, I don't think I'm not going to have the Eagles above everybody else like that in a separate tier. I still think they they still got ways to go in this. They had a good schedule in the beginning, like I said um, last week. They had a, a quite they beat barely beat teams, so I'm not going to really put them up there yet. Okay, I mean, but just you see, I'm judging the NFC and AFC separately because that's who you got to go through to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So in the right. NFC, it looks so much more wide open, and Philly has home field. Like that really does help them because a they play outside. It's a cold weather city, so every dome team, Tampa Bay has got to come to them. Minnesota has to come to them. Um, whoever wins the NFC West, whether that's Seattle or San Francisco, they got to come to them because it looks like the Rams are out of it. Arizona doesn't look like they have much hope, but you know, there's half a season left. Right. The NFC East, I can't imagine the Giants going into playoff environment. Daniel Jones beating Jalen Hurts because I know Vaughn, Vaughn not here, but you know, it is what it is. Oh, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. Vaughn is uh, taking a bye this week. Yes, up. Yeah. Right. Um. Not too much else went on in the NFL, I guess, sports-wise. Or... Thank you, Malik. Now you do pointed that thing out. Now I'm going to – I'm, I'm, I'm really focusing now. I noticed that Aaron Rodgers' face is getting more and more 
on focus. I just glanced at it before, but yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I, I watch and I watch entirely. I mean, it, and to telling you, I watch entirely too much Green Bay games, right? So, yeah. <laughs> they got them I see on the national all, games. They have more national games a lot. Yeah. They're always a game of the week. Like, like no matter who they're playing, it's always yeah. like, oh, this is the game of the week, and you just, it's yeah, it's pretty evident. Yeah, they can be oh. playing high school economics and finance, and it'd still be the game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, top 25, college football, UCLA, USC, whoever wins this game will be going to the Pac-12 championship. Do I really want to admit him? I don't know. Um, USC, UCLA. Uh-oh. We thought he was on the bar, but look who's coming in. He's joining. He's back. UCLA, USC is going on the road. They're 9-1. If they win this game, they can stay in the college football playoff. They're the only Pac-12 team that can still get in. TCU went down and handled Texas. I will be watching this game because it's coming on at 8 o'clock on Saturday. So who knows how drunk I'll be by then. But uh, I'm cheering for you to see it like personally. I don't like the fact that both of these schools are leaving the conference. So I'm going to cheer for you to see it because they already got two losses. So if they win, it don't matter. North Carolina is going to roll Georgia Tech, even though they got to beat them by 21. And uh, yeah, Cincinnati over Temple is a gimme. Uh, Sell your house, take all the money, and put it on Cincinnati to cover. Temple is terrible. They can't beat anybody. And I will take Maryland getting 27 and a half points against Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't really had a good road game, and Maryland's bad, but they've only lost one game by 30 points, and that was against Penn State at Penn State. Aside from that, there aren't too many college games that I'm going to be checking for. I would probably watch Miami versus Clemson, but Miami is terrible this year. Levon, are you with us? Are you, can you hear us? Are you able to join us? You can unmute yourself. I have my, my phone is ringing. Uh, okay. It's the week before championship week in the in NCAA, right? So this is this is like that week where, or is it? Is there, are there two more weeks? There's two more weeks left. Weeks. So it's the week before all the rivalry games in the SEC. So the thing is, yeah. like, all the SEC teams are playing like. UAB and like, you know, South yeah. Carolina State, except for Tennessee and South Carolina, they play this week. But every like LSU is playing UAB. If LSU mm-hmm. loses that game, they're going to, I mean, they're going to be pissed, but like, I doubt that that would happen. They got to win yeah. by 15. Blazers are pretty good usually, but they're not good this year. Colorado's mm-hmm. the worst team in college football. They're one and nine. I don't, the only reason that makes them a power school is because they used to be good back in the day, but they're pretty trashed. But I am okay. excited for it because it's the last full week. Although my school, I don't even know if they're going to be playing that game because the Bills had to move because of the snowstorm. But University of Buffalo is playing to get bowl eligible. They're playing Akron, our big rivalry game, Buffalo-Akron, on Saturday, 3.30. So if we don't got to move for the snowstorm, I don't understand how that game's going to happen. I guess they're just going to play in a, in a thunder. Thunder snow is what they call it when it's thundering and snowing at the same time. You don't have a bunch of millionaires playing, so they don't care about y'all. I guess not, but like uh, they got to televise this game on CBS Sports, so somebody cares. They pay for this. <laughs> they might just put a blackout, you know, just play an old game. You never know. I doubt it. We're the only school uh, from my conference that's playing on Saturday this week because of the match. Because they get three weeks in November, and in the last week everybody plays the day after Thanksgiving because that's when the big rivalry game. So next week is really the last week. Where's the storm coming? It's supposed to be hitting there. I want to say tonight or tomorrow night. So the snow is going to – they could possibly get up to three feet of snow. 
Okay, but it might, it might not be that much, then, but when they playing, that might be the reason why. Well, honestly, the Bills could have dug their way out of it, but they just don't want to because then they got to hire a bunch of people and it sucks and it's not safe getting there and all this other stuff. But, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to freeze over. It's just like four feet of snow is a ton of snow. And for our listeners in California who don't know what snow is, when you go to Lake Tahoe and you see that white stuff that's on the ground, that's snow. For the people in Georgia. <laughs> well, no, it snows snow pretty good. It snows in North, Northern California, I hear. Yeah. Snow is what you snow. see when people are like stuck on the highway for 19 hours, like last year, when people from Virginia and Georgia were like going to DC and they're like, what is this? And the highway is gridlocked. Yeah, that's what snow is. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm starting to forget how snow is myself down here. What temperature I is? I, I barely see it. You're down in San Antonio mm-hmm. area. What's the temperature there today? Right now, it's actually 50 degrees. Oh, that's not warm at all. It's like 38 no. up here in Massachusetts. All right. <laughs> nice and toasty in Massachusetts, 38. LaVon, what do you think about Indominus Kinsu going to the Eagles? Does that spell doom for your Giants in the playoffs? I don't think he's there anymore. I don't think he's there. All right, so he's on the stream, but he's not speaking. So he's. I, I, I did want to ask Malik a question about how you feel about those two teams playing in his in his Lions home home stadium. Yeah, there's um, like, who gets to go to that game. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I I mean, obviously they're not flying fans, and well, it's not that far. If I remember correctly, if I remember hearing correctly, it's not that far to travel from Ohio to um to michigan um so that drive they could probably people could probably make um and there's enough time my my, my guess is there's enough time that you know if some diehard bill fan bills fans want to you know make the flight you know oh, the, the, the schedule change the schedule change happened has happened early enough so that they could make the flight if they needed to but um i mean I can't say that I'm upset. I mean, it had to happen. It's just, you know, the the, the thing that's interesting is the thing that, that's that's most shocking to me about them putting this game in Detroit is the fact that Buffalo plays against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit. So the fact of the matter is they're not going to have to travel. They're not going to have to, like, if, if they don't want to go back to Buffalo after that game on Sunday, they don't have to, right? It's they're going to be able to completely, you know, chill there. Um, now, granted, they won't have access to all their facilities and, and all that stuff. So they'll probably have to find some, you know, alternative location where they can, you know, get their prep time in and all that stuff if they wanted to. But the fact that they'll, you know, get an opportunity to, you know, run on the field, you know, figure out the dimensions of the field, all of those things, you know, those things mean something, you know, familiarity means something. So the fact that they're going to be able to play on this field um, before they have an actual game. Um, I'm sure gives them some level of some some level of advantage that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Doesn't I don't necessarily not not to say that I thought that Detroit had a um you know a, a really good chance at winning the game against them in the first place. But if there was any home field advantage or home cooking that they that they could take advantage of by virtue of the fact that Buffalo is able to be there a week in advance and play in that stadium, probably all but gone. So that's it. I mean, and again, I'm not really. It had to happen. They had to. They had to reschedule. They had to move it. So it is what it is. I'm just also wondering if Buffalo gets to be in the Lions' own locker room when they move the Lions players' stuff away. Probably, probably. I mean, if Buffalo's the home team, you know, for this game, they're gonna be the home team, right? You know, they're gonna be in the home locker room. 
Um, the interesting thing is, because yeah, because the Lions are not going to be there. The Lions will be in New York, right? They're mm-hmm. playing in New York. They're on the road. That's how they're doing this. I'm trying to so, figure that out. They're both playing yeah. on the Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Lions are in New York. Well, in New Jersey, they're playing against the Giants. And so you, you said know, that's that, why. The one thing that you said that really stuck out to me was dimensions of the field is if the field would be longer or shorter. I'm pretty sure it's still going to be 100 yards. No, I'm not. I don't mean. Line. I don't mean like. No, I don't mean like how in a baseball field, like the dimensions of the baseball field are different depending upon the field that you the field. But I mean yeah. the feel of the field. I mean like you know, uh, if there's any if like there's that, anything, the yeah, if there's anything, you know, and if there's any okay. divots in the turn, any anything about the field that is specific to that field, I guess like, you. you know, they're just gonna have the experience with it, right? So yeah. and again, Buffalo to is Detroit is. is four and a half, five hours, but you got to go through Canada to get there quick. Because that's where the uh, MAC Conference Championship game is when I went back in 2008 when they won. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's plenty of fans for both teams able to make really? it. And that's probably that's probably another reason why it's 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 moved where it is so that their fans could still get there. That's true. The only stadium I think might be closer is Indianapolis. That's I'm not sure about that. So I think that might be a little bit further west. LeBron <laughs> and Dominic yeah. and Sue going to the Eagles. Better or worse or just a high patch on a bad run defense? Um, I don't think that moves in Italy either way. Wow. I mean, because Ndamukong Sue's washed. He's washed. What? Dare you. Yeah, he's washed. You, uh, it's the reason he's been on the street. I didn't, I thought he was retired. He's 35 years old. That's why he's on the street. But I thought he was retired. So, I mean, that's he's going to be his depth. He's depth. I mean, it's not like he's gonna come in there nice and make play. much of a difference. He's a rotational piece at this point. Um, they they needed him. They helped it fills the need, but it's it's the same team that's not gonna improve their their chances of doing doing anything. Sorry, I'm late, fellas. Apology and, not necessary. Yeah, they they signed somebody else. Philly signed somebody else. It wasn't just Sue. They I'm also signed Sue, another they? another defensive lineman. I, I that's what I heard. The Cowboys of. signed. Um, oh yeah, they Cowboys, signed another. Right? They signed another defensive tackle before Sue. Um, I cannot remember his name, though. Mm. So I guess it doesn't count. I don't know. What did I miss? <laughs> Yo, did the college stuff, I heard that, and then I had to go upstairs and take that phone call. Yeah, who do you got winning the Georgia Tech game? Do you think they can actually win a game today? I have no idea who they're playing. Who are they playing? Do you still live in Atlanta? You still live I don't follow of the college city of football. I don't follow college football at all. I think Does it's Georgia a, Tech it's, still yeah. playing Atlanta. They do actually. Okay, so right downtown. Where you? I work? didn't go to Georgia Tech. I don't root for the Yellow Jackets. Hmm. College football means zero to me. I zero. don't really think you're, you're until it's time for the NFL draft. When it's I time really for the NFL draft, are, then it then it matters. You are really not of the South, huh? You're really just. No. just if I was born down. in the South, I'd probably be a dog fan, but. No. Hmm. That's terrible. They're playing. Uh, Georgia Tech is playing an actual game against UNC. They're playing UNC is nine and one. They're thirteen in the country, and they can win the uh, ACC title. That's good for them. <laughs> Glad to see your enthusiasm. Don't worry, LeBron. He was doing to the, he was doing the same thing to me last year with, with uh, every Texas football team. Like I can. actually, Anthony, very thank you for reminding me. Do you know who UT, do you know who UTSA is playing this week? And what no, but you'll, you'll be telling us and, and the viewers out there because I'm going to be going on blank in this my screen <laughs> right now. 
UTSA is going to be playing the Rice Owls. Ooh. UTSA is 8-2, and two, and with this win, they can move to 9-2 and two to take the lead in Conference USA, which is breaking up because most of these teams are going to be in America next year, so they're going to be in a big pay bump. $7 million a year because the American Conference is the, the best league, I guess, not in the Power Five. And, yeah, there's an update on that. That and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers will probably beat Auburn, so I will take Auburn. Oh, Linval Joseph. They saw Linval Joseph? Linval Joseph, yeah. formerly of the Giants. Yeah. I thought he was retired. See, a lot yeah. of retired people coming back at the end. Now we got to wait for OBJ, OBJ to see what he's going to do. He's going to ring chasing, gonna... ring chasing in the NFL. Is I, like, I like it. I like it. I mean, they, they do the same thing in the NBA. It's the same exact no, thing. I, exactly. That's why I said I like it. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. This is the um, ramification. I've heard that a few times. This is the ramification of the NFL. Is that guys hang around and they go, "Can I help them get get across the finish line?" I like it. It's like how they he'll do in baseball with the trade deadline, and then people just pop up and all of a sudden they're on a new team, and they yeah, he'll go to 30 whoever. for like thirty games, and then they get into the playoffs and they make a deep run. But before the Rams, I, I, so I, people if people want to rip on the Rams for doing this, we didn't see these trades in like the early two thousands. Like Tampa Bay did this the year before. Value. Yeah, Tampa Bay did this a year before when Tom Brady got there. That's exactly yes. what Tampa Bay did, and exactly yeah. how they got their championship by bringing in all of these veterans, all these veterans from teams, and then bringing in Gronk, you know, who had retired, and bringing in, you know, all these guys. So Tampa Bay started the started the trend, but everybody forgets that because it's Tom Brady, because because the NFL loves Tom well, Brady. They want to rip on that. They want to rip on the Rams. Actually, and I'm and I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that the Rams didn't do it. Actually, Tampa Bay did it first. Actually, the 49ers did it first when they when? signed Dion and Ken Norton Jr. No, well, but I'm talking about that. I'm talking Ken, about hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. That Ken was Norton was on that team. Ken Norton that was, was on players, that team. Ken Norton was a cowboy first. They well, brought on, in Ken those, Norton. Those they brought in, I think they brought in Ricky Waters because wasn't he a Seahawk first? He was with the Eagles. He was an Eagles. No, Ricky yeah. Waters wasn't with the Eagles first, was yes, he? Yes, he was. Yes. So yeah, they brought in all of those players and they bought a championship. They were really the first team to do it. But to Malik's Malik's right. You realize for everybody under the age of like twenty five, they have no idea who you're talking about right now. Okay, listen, I'm sorry that you know my book of knowledge runs past (laughs) you know the millennials. But yeah, I'll also say that the um, the San Francisco team, like those are players in their prime or in you know, you know, very still very good in their careers. This like only got him yeah. one, just Sue like off the street, the getting getting Sue off the street, you know, because mm-hmm. Sue was uh, he was he was again free agent guy, you know, kind of wilding around, you know, Tampa signs him, uh, and then Tampa signs like like that this thing that the NFL is doing, like reaching out to these guys, like even and Buffalo doing it with um, was it uh, Vaughn Miller? Um, mm-hmm. well, Vaughn Miller just uh, he's an agent for hire. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. It's these these, these teams, these teams that are now that like we, what we're seeing in today's NFL is like, you know, if there's no there's no long term money for you, then just wait around and see who gets who gets hurt or who gets mm-hmm. you know who you know create your Instagram channel and you know make a little bit of money on there and then yeah, figure it out cool. and then eventually you get called. You get called in week eleven and you get to come in, not have to do training camp, not have to go through any of that stuff. You get to play six games and make it to the playoffs. There's a rookie on the Philadelphia Eagles named Milton Williams, and I didn't realize they were still out here making Miltons. 
Jesus. Because that is the I oldest think, name uh, I've ever heard in my life. And he was in the 2021 <laughs> draft. I think OBJ is going to go to Milton Williams. Pays him long-term money. <clears throat> it does, he go to the Green Bay Packers. If they pay him long-term money, that's where he's going. You think he's getting long-term money? For, uh... No, because did you guys hear that he – he opted to get paid in like Bitcoin or something yeah. like that. This yeah, Rams he actually contract. Wanted, he actually wound up paying money to play. Yeah, exactly. He so, didn't pay um, money to play. He had a Super he Bowl. Did. No, he paid. He, his he he put all his his contract money into Bitcoin, and yeah, he lost. You don't so know much when money. he cashed it out. Well, he lost so much money in the cash out that he basically paid like two hundred ten grand. That's not nothing. So, like, no, he paid. That, that's what I'm saying. Like of the money he. Paid? He got he he lost two hundred and ten thousand dollars. What about all the money he got from Cleveland? No, he's he talking about the money. Rams money that he got the, the the contract that he signed with the Rams when he joined the Rams. On his right, Cleveland cut him loose. Bitcoin. I mean, Cleveland cut him loose. He right. went over to the Rams. I keep and you piddle out in Bitcoin. Can't get traded. That so he lost all of that plus mm-hmm. two hundred grand. That's terrible. So he's technically paid two hundred thousand dollars. To win to a play Super Bowl. NF to play football, yeah, to win a Super Bowl, which got his got his ring. In the mm-hmm. end, yeah. in the, the end, the, that's the what you, should be that's worth what that you, much. That's what you play for, right? So. It's worth more than that, actually. If, I could, if you could find a New York Jets Super Bowl ring, you'd have to pay look at that grand to get one. No, they're still around. They're from the '60s, but they're still around. Like I'd have to go back to the '80s and you know find one. But yeah, yeah time travel back to the '80s. You mean? Uh, I can find one now. They got eBay for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Make it work. Okay. Didn't, All right. didn't, if you're gonna be talking about the game. Mute yourself on your mic. We're gonna go into the Bill game. Russell's um didn't Bill Russell's championship rings? Did they didn't they get sold? I thought somebody bought one recently. I think he auctioned off a lot of his memorabilia, but I don't know if he sold any of them. But he does have eleven, so yeah. I don't know how much you know. But you can afford to give up one. Well, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what happens. I wonder what happens after they pass pass they on. Call like, that it just the goes to the family. Thanos, huh? Does it just go to the family, or does it go to like? Does it go back to the league or something like that? I mean, I assume it goes to the family. Fame. His daughter might have it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. glad that he was able to finally move out of uh, Boston after all of those years. People doing fuck up things to him here, but you know, it is what it is. Huh. Um, we're going to Tennessee Green Bay. We got Tennessee. The under is looking likely. Next up, we got Chicago at Atlanta. LaVon, I'm going to let you go first on that one because you are a resident of the city. Malik is also a resident. Well, he's not a exactly. of the city. Thank you. Yeah. In the suburbs. <laughs> in the suburbs. continue. And I will go be going next because I'm a Bears fan, so I know my team and I know a um, bit about the Falcons. All right. I think the Falcons have come back down to earth. They had me buying in, I guess, because I live here, and they were hot for a little bit, tied for first. No, actually, we're sole possession of first for That's at least a week. Mm-hmm. But they week. have crashed. They have crashed down to the ground, and reality has set in. Mariota looked like absolute trash in that last game. He threw an interception from his backside or something like that. The Bears, the Bears are now hot. Justin Fields is the flavor of the week, flavor of the month. So I'm going to go with Aces, Bears to win that game. Over, under. They're going to score more and less than 50 points. What do you think? Oof, under. Under. All right. 
I'm taking the over. Um, the fact that the Bears and Detroit Lions combined last week to score 61 points lets me know that no defense will be played in this game. So if you have a daily fantasy play, pick up any player on either of these teams. A lot of touchdown passes will be thrown. Kyle Pitts may finally have 150 yards receiving. So if you have him, go ahead and do that. I'm going to take the Bears as well. Um, being as they're the best rushing team in the league, they should do well. There's only one receiver to really worry about because they never give the ball to Kyle Pitts. So I'm not really sweating that. As long as they keep Drake London in check, Chicago should be fine. Atlanta's got some injuries at um, safety as well. So it should really make this go easier. And with them worrying about um, him running, I think with uh, Justin Fields, the uh, second coming running, uh, they should be all right because he can actually sit back and like make a few more passes. Malik, who do you got? Um, so the Bears offense has actually been pretty interesting these last few weeks. Um, and interesting, I would say interesting in both a bad, both a good and a bad way. And the good way is that obviously they are the number one rushing offense in the league and they showed it again, um, last week against Detroit. Um, but they also showed why they are the number 32 passing offense in the league. Um, because they can't, um, they seem to have still have trouble generating uh generating anything in the passing offense which you know we we've talked about over the course of the season because of the receivers um they don't have a you know go-to receiver that, to, that they can that they can hit and Justin Fields is literally running for his life uh almost on almost every on almost every drop back um but it, at the very least it seems like they've they've gotten to a point of um consistency and a point of comfort with what they are and what they are is a, you know, run first, run heavy offense that is going to take advantage of the fact that they have probably the most athletic player on the field at, you know, in, in you know, when they're playing, depending on who they're playing against. And that's going to that's going to bode well for them just about in, in any situation that they go to. So I'm going to pick Chicago to cover this three. Um, there's no reason there's no real reason why Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta has showed some showed some explosiveness early, so this game is probably this game and this score is probably going to get uh, definitely. I would expect it to be up in the twenties, but I expect Chicago to be able to stay to, to stay to keep up with them um, and potentially even pull the game out uh, outright. I wouldn't even be surprised if that happens. So I'm actually going to take Chicago and I'm going to lock this in as my first best bet of the week. Oh wow! All right, and who do you got? Well, I was going to pick Chicago, but I was thinking about it back and forth on this thing. Um, I don't trust Chicago in the passing game, and I, I still want to see more from Justin Fields. He he is coming in his own finally, and quite Malik said it himself. Like you know, they still don't have a viable number one type of receiver, or even you know, any type of scoring system. Atlanta's quite had a little bit more. I know it sounds like gibberish, but don't worry, this is messed with some of my madness. But anyway, um, Atlanta has quite more rest time, in my opinion. So they actually have more time to actually put together a good game plan. Maybe finally get um their number one pick of last year, um, listening into the game at tight end. But mm -hmm. let's see what happens in this. This is a home team. I'm going to go with the home team in the over in this one. I'm going to be the opposite of all three of y'all. I'm taking Atlanta and the over. All right. Well, Anthony's long dogging it on that one. Um, we're going to go with Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Since I feel so passionately about the uh, Jeff Saturday hire, I'm going to go first on this one. Um, <laughs> did you talk about your huh? Yeah, I did. I, 
Oh, I missed what you said. I missed what you picked the Bears. I thought I went first. I picked, I picked, you did, and I went second. And I took the Bears. And I oh, took I thought the Malik over, went second. Said, oh, you must have went right quick. Okay. Yeah, no defense is going to be played. They're going to score 30 oh, points that's right. that's for 28 right. points. Yes. Atlanta's going to have some hope, but then at the end, they're going to fumble it away. Or Mariota's going to get some pressure from one of the run back, linebackers. I, I would say Morrow, but who's probably going to be busy covering Kyle Pitts all day. I can't name one player on Atlanta's defense, and um, they just gave Brady Jarrett. Never heard of him. They you never heard of Brady Jarrett? No, they just gave him a bunch of yards to uh, Carolina, and they're running. <laughs> it's like how so, you shut it down. <laughs> Cordero Patterson is their only hope. So unless he can rip off 200 yards rushing, which he just might, he's going to have to return some kicks too for them to really win this one. So I don't see that happening. But Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Philadelphia is going to prove a point. They lost the game last week. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And um, if you don't beat them, they're not going to, they usually tend not to beat themselves. They're going to go into Indianapolis. They're going to shut shit down. And I usually do like to take home dogs, but um, I don't believe Indianapolis has the talent to beat Philadelphia. They do have to worry about the run game, which is the best thing that Indianapolis has going for it. But um, I'm going to take the over 45, and I'm going to take Philly, and this will be my first lock of the week. Yeah, uh, I was thrilled that Philadelphia lost. That was a huge upset. Just goes to show that the NFC East is the toughest division in all of football this year. Yep. I don't know what Ant is talking about. Ant, those posts. I've been trying to get at you all week with that AFC East stuff. I mean, is that are you serious? That stuff? Uh, every single every single team in the AFC East is actually in the playoffs as of the right NFC now. NFC North is the toughest division. That's why we beat the Bills. Every team That's why in the, Green uh, Bay beat what the, the Cowboys. Every team in the AFC East is actually in the playoffs of the day. Every single but that's team. How you, that's how you – okay, let me just go ahead. That's how me, good they are. Um, I, I, I was really pleased that the Colts won last week. I felt that they would. I guess I was really hoping they would because I like the – Saturday story, but they pulled it out. They pulled out that game, and I think they're going to shock people and win again this Sunday. I think Philadelphia is going to start crashing down to earth a little bit. Um, if anything, this game will be closer than a lot of people think, especially being that Philly's going on the road. Uh, momentum, momentum and belief is a powerful thing. You change coaches, get that first win, team starts feeling good. They do have a run game. The Taylor got Taylor's playing. So I like the Colts in that game. I like the Colts to win that one. And because I hate the Eagles. All right. And who do you got? Unmute yourself, y'all. Yeah, that kind of helps right there about, you know, just, just hate the Eagles so you want them to lose. But um, this is the Eagles get right game, and this is the Jeff Saturday gets going quite a woke waking up game. It's going to be – it's going to be – he's coming to the NFL moment. He's, he felt it as a player, and now he's going to feel it as a coach. You know, he had his – you know, he had his um, – his honeymoon is over, basically. So, I'm going to go with Philadelphia in this one. I'm taking Philadelphia in the over in this one. This is going to be them getting right and trying to reestablish themselves. All right, Malik. So, despite being 8-1 and one on the season, Philadelphia is actually 5-4 and four on covers. Um, so, they actually – pretty much you know they're actually pretty much an average team when it comes to covering the spread um uh, up to this point including obviously the loss last week against uh washington um i am going to pick indianapolis to cover i want the home dog points here um the thing that's 
um, Jeff Saturday didn't call any plays either on the offense or the defense last week. He uh, you know gave that um, <clears throat> that job to his offensive and defensive coordinators, um, and they called quite possibly a, a you know they call, they called a great game in in general. I think the main call that he that that Jeff Saturday was responsible for was inserting Matt Ryan back into the starting lineup uh, and and going instead going with the veteran over Sam Ellinger, which I think is this was the smart play to do um, because Ellinger hadn't showed anything. Uh, Ace, you talked you talked pretty pretty you know pretty harshly about Ellinger going into <laughs> going into last week, and you were right. I mean, I think everybody was right. I think you were right to to, to call out that he wasn't the answer for this team and probably wouldn't have been things wouldn't have gone well if Jeff Saturday hadn't switched to hadn't switched to Ryan. So just kind of the stabilizing um, the stabilizing play of Matt Ryan. Um, they ran 22 times and they passed the ball 28 times. They had literally had 200 yards of offense on both sides, you know, uh, running and throwing the ball and they were effective and they were efficient and they didn't turn the ball over. And if you don't turn the ball over, and you're able to generate offense with your running game, you can play up with a team like Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia is, you know, the jug. I think, you know, the, 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 the moments of them being the juggernaut offensively and scoring 40 points and all of those things. I think, it, I think it's, it's always there. It's always a possibility with them, but thus far they've not shown, they've shown the ability to kind of play up to the level of their competition. And what we saw, what we saw, we saw them do that against Houston a week before their Washington loss. So I don't see a reason why this team can't, why the, the Colts can't hold their own and, and keep it within the seven point number there. So six and a half, give it to me. I'll take that. And I will go with uh, Indianapolis and the under. All right. Everybody went on this one, right? I'm not tripping. And just run real yep. quick. Yeah. And took Philly. And you're going first. Jets, Pats, Pats favored by three at home over under 38 and a half. Who do you got? Of course, Pat's going to be favorite three at home because they're at home. But um, two weeks ago, it's kind of weird. They, I really hate the NFL schedule makers because two weeks ago, they just actually faced the Pats. Oh. And then they, they want to lose him because, you know, Zach well, they, they basically, Zach Wilson was bored. That's what he was kind of saying. He mm-hmm. went off script. He started throwing mm-hmm. stuff around and trying to be a little bit, doing a little bit extra. Uh-huh. Then he got, he got, he got, he basically got right. And then, they want to beat in the Bills. Pats, you know, they had they had their time off just like the Jets. So they, you know, never know what Bill Belichick is gonna pull out, whatever. But just like um what's the best way to say this? Just like I don't believe in Santa Claus no more, I don't believe that Bill Belichick is the quite the greatest coach of all time anymore. So I'm gonna go with Jets and I'm taking the over in this one. All right. As the only person who lives in uh, New England and about eight miles from the stadium, I think I have to say this. Bill Belichick gets up for the teams that he hates. He hates the Cleveland Browns and he hates the New York Jets. A because the Browns fired him, and I don't know why he hates the Jets, but for he some reason this man does. Oh, he must have a good reason then. I don't like that guy either. Um, I don't like him either, but whatever. I can't do nothing about it. I have New England running away with this. This is my second lock of the week. New England is going to beat the brakes off of them. Um, they always find a way to beat the Jets. They always try to find a way to beat all of the, their division opponents at home. The last time the Jets beat New England at home, it was 2010, so mm. 12 years ago. So oh. that being said, I don't see that happening. Um, give me New England. Give me New England by a touchdown. 
and I will take the under on this. Before um anybody record, y'all finish the rest on this. Yeah. I just like to let y'all know. I don't know if y'all record since you're close to New York. You heard about the story. There's actually uh, quite a sheet that this guy did with a coin flip that's out. That's actually undefeated so far. That yes, guy literally went through every single thing. But he calls it as having the um, the Jets lose this week. And yep. he actually has the Jets going into the play playoffs and losing in the AFC Championship. I have them losing in the uh, wild card round. That's just me. What are you talking let's about? Let's see if the, no, this coin is like a coin flip this guy been doing, and so far he's been undefeated right now. With this guy's been flipping a coin to pick each game, and he's got un undefeated on all the Jets games. And Anthony uh, was following that because that's you know interesting. Uh, Jets related. Hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to toss that in here, but the coin says the Jets. <laughs> the, the coin says the Jets is going to lose this week. I'm going against the coin. Go ahead, LeBron. Okay. <clears throat> um, I think the Jets are one of the best stories in the league this year. Surprise story. Um, Salah getting those guys, young team, to play competitive and in the six and three record. It's just it's good for football when certain teams are good and the Jets are and Giants on one of two of those teams. But for some reason, the Jets can't beat the Patriots, which is weird. It's like when the Giants can't beat the Cowboys. I, I don't know what it is. I thought the Jets would beat the Patriots two weeks ago. They probably should have. They look like a more talented football team, top to bottom. But it's one of those things, Ant, that you cannot quantify. For some reason, you guys cannot beat the Patriots. And they're at home, and there's no way I could pick against the Patriots, uh, against the Jets in Foxborough. So I'm going to go with the Patriots in that one. All right, Malik. <clears throat> yeah, um, both teams coming off their bye. I'm trying to look at the numbers now to see what uh, what New England under Belichick is coming off of their bye. I'm pretty sure, obviously, obviously I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a winning record um, at this point. And, you know, this is unfortunately, and this has happened for you, it feels like, you know, this is like the softest of soft landing spots for New England coming off of their bye. And not to say that the Jets are soft, but it's like this is this is the one team that they they beat up on. Like, you know, like when you talk about like Green Bay and Chicago and like Green Bay talking about how he owns the Bears and all of this stuff It's like, yeah, when you want it, when you want to put them in a spot where it's like, OK, they're coming off of this bye. Who's the team that they should play? to get them to, you know, to, to play either at their best level or, you know, you know, perform the best that they, they, they can coming off of this break. Yes. It's, it's the jets. It's, it's new England. It's the jets get them at home. This number is, is I think this number, this, this three point number is truly, truly respecting your jets. Anthony. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing I will, I will say it's respecting the fact that the jets are as good as, if not better than the Patriots. And the only reason that the Patriots are, be, are, are being favored is because of the fact that they are at home, which you mentioned. I'll take the Pats to cover, um, but I would not be, and I'm not locking, but I'm not locking this in because I would not be surprised if the Jets walk into Foxborough and beat them. They should. At all. Not at all. I think they, they are the better not. team. I they think they're the better team than, than the Patriots. I think they're better. They're better equipped, and they're better defensively than the Patriots. I mean, they're better. They're a better defensive team, and they will get in. You know, in Mac Jones and the Patriots' face, and they will make it very, very difficult. I will take the Patriots to win the game, um, but I like this number for the Jets, and I would not be surprised if they if they covered it. So I'm going to take the Patriots in the under. 
uh, just to be safe here. But I don't, I'm not locking it in, and it's going to be a really interesting game to watch. Both mm. teams actually have to win this game. If the Jets yes. lose, they'll, be, they'll drop to fourth place. If New England loses, they might be knocked out of the playoffs uh, all right. That's true. That is true. I mean, the whole division is not making the playoffs, and it's not. We're not even halfway through this. Well, we're halfway through I mean, the season. So. Looking at the no, AFC, I was just, I was just saying, at the AFC West, was... they really might. The AFC West is really underperforming, so they really might all make the playoffs. Mm, it could happen. If it started today, it would. The AFC. Well, actually, I take that back. The AFC North is probably going to get two teams then, right? And there's three wild Ravens cards. and whoever comes oh, wait, in there's, second. There's four, there's four wild cards. So yeah, it's the Ravens and whoever comes. Ravens and Cincinnati, Ravens and mm-hmm. Cincinnati are gonna make it. And yeah, all all four AFC East teams. Actually, make it. right now the Ravens are in four, uh, four place. After that, there's the Jets. Then after that is the Bills. And after that is the Patriots. Yeah, but the Ravens, whoever wins that division, is a fourth place team. Right. Yeah. Um. Next up, we got the Washington Commies at the Houston Texans. You know, somebody else said that besides you, I forgot who it was. I was like, okay, so I guess it is a thing. They forgot that commies yeah. used to be communists. But anyway. No, commies are short for commanders. And okay. the commies are a road <laughs> They are a road favorite. They are getting three points at Houston because Houston is the worst team in the league. And I think the commies will keep their streak going. They're going to beat the brakes off of Houston. And I'm going to take Washington by three. It's a very easy one. Houston is the worst team in the NFL. They will not win another game for the rest of the season, I don't believe, until unless somebody really makes a mistake. Davis Mills is a terrible draft pick. They're doing Lovey Smith 30, and I hope they give him another season. Whoever wants to go, Malik, go ahead. Oh, I get to go on this 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 putrid. This, this <laughs> Y'all got to pick this game, man. Y'all got to pick it. Uh, I picked the terrible time. game. I'm oh, not gonna man, live with the DC scenario because I don't gotta it's watch. A terrible that. game that I hope nobody has to watch. I hope I hope for the people in in Washington, in the DC and Houston areas. I hope you all hope you all have Sunday ticket, um, so that you can watch something else, um, and just kind of check in on this game or or just watch Red Zone, like just watch Red mm. Zone and uh, and and you know jump jump between game to game because this is not one to pay attention to pay much attention to. Except for fantasy purposes, I think that I think there's the, the only interesting thing about this game to me is is from a fantasy perspective, who's gonna you know who's gonna score um, the, the the touchdowns in this game because you know some some scoring is gonna have to happen. It's not gonna end zero zero. Um, I'm I do like this Brian Robinson Jr. kid. I I just like the way he runs the ball. Um, I like I just like his you know I like just like the way he plays. Um, and so if there's any interest in that, it's, it's, it's from that perspective, but yeah, there's no reason Washington's just going to keep this rolling. Um, there's no reason to pick Houston in this situation. Um, so yeah, Washington and the under, uh, for me as well. Professor Sanders, who do you got? I really don't think Houston is, I mean, everybody in the NFL has talented players, but I mean, how many games have they been in all year? It's not like they're getting blown away. In all of these games, my Giants couldn't blow them away. They had opportunities to do, but, you know, they didn't. It was pretty much a one-score game throughout the entirety of the contest, uh, kind of back and forth. Davis Mills is not terrible. He's not good. He's a functional quarterback. The running back is really good. Uh, they don't really have any receivers because uh, Cooks doesn't want to be there, and he's playing like it. And there's really nobody on that defense. But they hang around because they got a good coach. And Washington needs to be careful 
because after a big win, the last thing you want to do is play a putrid or seemingly putrid, easy, should, must win game. Because those are the games you usually go in and lose. Um, I will not pick another NFC East opponent for the rest of the year simply because it's that time. We're, we're in the home stretch. It's a dogfight, and I can't pick the commanders. Um, I just can't pick them, even if they're behind us in the standards. So I'm, I'm taking the Texans in this game, taking the Texans to get a win. They got to get a win. They're not going to finish the season with just one dub and, and one tie. So they got to get a win someplace. You, you, you make no sense and all the sense all at the same time. <laughs> um, Anthony, who do you got? Well, um, I'm going to the opposite of this one because, you know, I'm, I am I have the, the feeling that Houston wants to get a nice little quarterback, you know, to replace Mills. Mills is a backup. So I'm going to go Washington and give me the under in this one. I don't see Houston actually doing anything. They have to rebuild that, basically rebuild that team. They need a quarterback. They need a receiver. They need everything. Hopefully they keep Lovey Smith as a coach, but I don't think this is going to happen. But as of right now, as of this game, give me Washington and give me the um, under in this one. All right. Next up, we have the Cle. Oh no, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I'm taking. Oh. I'm gonna watch this game if I can. Actually, I don't think I. No, I won't have time for to watch Chicago Atlanta. Um, this is an easy one for me. This is my second, my third lock of the week. The Rams are gonna beat the brakes off of the Saints. Um, they don't have a chance at home. Home dogs on the year are 37. percent um, Rams are gonna beat. Are gonna kill uh the rams are getting three points on the road so the saints aren't home dogs only because of how bad the rams have been playing lately i believe matt stafford is uh looking like he's gonna play i don't think it makes a difference because that's how bad new orleans is the rams defense is superior and i think that will carry them through the fact that this is a dome game makes a huge difference and i'm gonna take the under on this one it's gonna be very low scoring and very ugly but i do think the rams are gonna win so i'm locking this as my third lock of the week get him malik um, Matt Stafford's going to play, but Cooper Cup is not. Oh, you uh, stole my Cooper stole. Cup is not playing. He will not be there. Um, and the Rams still can't run the football. So I don't see a reason why. I, the funny thing is, like, I don't see a reason why this isn't a pick em. I don't like the fact that the Saints are favored here because they could easily lose this game. It's not to Just say that they're they at home. There's no reason. There's still no reason. Like the Rams are still, the Rams are still, you know, I would say the Rams are still the better team. I think this this number is assuming that there's either they're either not going to have Matt Stafford or Matt Stafford's going to be, you know, um compromised in some way, you know, from a health perspective. Or it's really just saying Cooper Cup's not playing, Matt Stafford's going to be trash, and therefore, therefore the Saints should win this game. I don't know which which narrative they're spinning here with the, to give to give New Orleans these three points, but if you watched any piece of that game that they played against Pittsburgh last week, um, there's no reason that the Saints should be should be favored. Um, I think the Saints will win the game. I just don't know what the hell to make of this score. So I'm going to pick the Rams to cover because I want the three points. I literally, if you're going to be on any side of this, be on the side of this that has points coming back to them. I want the Rams because the, the points the points are there for them. Um, but I still think the Saints the Saints will win the game. I think this. I think you you play the under heavily on this, even at 39 points, even at the lowest over the second lowest over under of the of the week. This is going to go. I I wouldn't even be surprised if this joint goes like 13 10. 
Like, I think that that's, that's, you know, what I'm looking at the score being neither one of these teams is running the football very well. Um, Stafford is Stafford is, is hurt and he's without his best receiver and Andy Dalton is just Andy Dalton. So um, look, I don't, I don't expect this game to get anywhere near the near, near scoring. Um, the good thing is it's new Orleans. So you guys can just leave the stadium and go out on bourbon street and have a good time over there. So go, go, please go and do that because this game is going to be, it's going to be a snooze fest to watch. Uh, take, give me the Rams and I'll take the under. LeVon, pick a winner. Um, home team, dome team. That's still a tough place to play. Uh, New Orleans is one of the toughest places to go and play, whether they are bad or good. It's loud and it's, it's just hard to play there. And the Rams are terrible. They were terrible when Cooper Cup was healthy and on the field with Matt Stafford. Now he's not, and Matt Stafford hasn't been 100% all year. And they can't block anybody, and they can't run the football. I like the Saints in this game. Um, I know the Saints didn't play well in Pittsburgh, but, you know, that's because dome teams don't play well on the road generally. Dalton is bad, but they still have Kamara. The Olave kid isn't hurt, right? I think Olave's playing. No, he's playing. He's healthy, yeah. But yeah, the Olave kid is playing. They still got Camp Jordan. They still got the Demario, the Demario kid in the middle. And the Rams are just—they looking like a team that bought a Super Bowl and it was a a one-shot deal. And there's no Cooper Cup in this game, so I don't know where they—they can't run and they can't throw it to Cooper Cup. So where are they gonna get the points from? In the Allen dome, Robinson is it's loud. Form for one game. No, oh, he sucks. Don't bring him. Don't bring him up, Ace. He sucks. I, I just think the Saints got this game. Um, two bad teams picked the home team, and um, yeah, I got the Saints. Thirteen ten, one way or the other. All right. That's all Anthony, I see. Who you got? Well, my analysis just rewind, just rewind this podcast a little bit and listen to what LeVon said. Then rewind it some a little bit further back and listen to what Malik said. And on that note, I'm going to pick Saints and I'm going to pick Saints in the under in this one. And that's going to be my third lock. I just wanted to say because I forgot to say my other locks. My other locks is the Jets and my other lock is the um, Atlanta winning. So that's going to be my third lock. Oh, you're going against my Bears and yes. Malik. Well, if it makes you feel any better, go Pats. Um, next up, we got Cleveland <laughs> and Buffalo, Middle finger. which will be played in Detroit. Buffalo is still somehow favored by seven and a half points, even though this is a neutral site game, which is like it's kind of odd. It feels like a college football game early in the season if you're playing it at a neutral site and you're still somehow favored by seven and a half. Cleveland's pretty bad, um, but they got a pretty good pass rush. My main thing is Miles Garrett looks really beat up. Like that car accident really messed him up. Like he really got fucked up. I don't really think he should be playing. If you heard the recap show, like this is not gonna go over. Um, unless Buffalo comes out and decides to just drop like forty points on him, I don't see this going over the forty nine and a half. So I would definitely hammer the under on this one. I don't see how Cleveland is gonna get up a bunch of points. Um, the offensive line and Chubb were not so great last week. I don't expect them to bounce back this week. Jacoby Brissett is decent, but he will go back to the bench soon. Mm-hmm. The Bills should win. I don't like the seven and a half. Normally, it would make me want to take Cleveland, but I have no faith in that team. And I think Buffalo's going to come out and try to kill him and just put him away quick. So give me the Bills. Yeah. But I will bet the under on this one, actually. Go ahead, Malik. 
Um, so the over under on this is, is a really interesting one. It was 43 yesterday. So yeah, it was 43 uh, before the announcement that they were going to move to move to Detroit, move the game to Detroit. It was 43 or 43 and a half uh, yesterday. Um, so the over under is, is strictly because of the fact that they're going to be playing in a dome. They're going to be playing on a fast track in a dome against, you know, um, I don't think the the, the matchup uh, bodes well for Cleveland uh, because of that. Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and, you know, the, the, those receivers, they can pretty much run a track meet over there. Um, Josh Allen's arm looks perfectly fine. Looks like he's not, you know, any worse for wear when it comes to that. They still can't run the football, but that's not a big problem. Um, as long as they can, as long as they can, um, as long as they can pass the ball. And as long as Josh Allen can still, you know, um, Get out, get outside of uh, containment, and, and make plays with his make plays with his legs. They should be fine there against Cleveland. Um, Ace, you're right. Cleveland's a pretty bad team, but we we kind of expected this. Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. is a backup quarterback in the NFL, and he is not uh, a dynamic, you know, uh, playmaker in the in the way that uh, Deshaun Watson, who they expect, who they hope to have back uh, very soon, uh, is going to be for them. So, yeah, we take take uh, take Buffalo to cover here. Um, it's seven and a half points. So, you know, I could definitely see them winning this game by 10. So maybe something like 27, 17, something, something along those lines. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think Buffalo hits like a 40 burger on them or anything like that, but I think that they definitely can have, have the ability to, you know, get, get up over, over a 10 points right and win, win this game comfortably. So I'm take Buffalo and, uh, and the under as well. All right. LeVon. When, when are we going to start talking about Josh Allen and his inability to to win close games, big games, close games at the end. When he when, this, when we get to week seventeen and they got to win to win a game to win the division. I mean, I but the, he seems he seems to come up pretty small when it counts in these big games toward the end. I mean, it wasn't his fault in the playoffs last year. I get that. Do you consider but, them to be playing the Cleveland Browns in what was supposed to be a home game as a big game? No, no. I'm just saying oh, okay. this is a team that everybody anointed and has been anointed as the sexy pick. He's the sexy quarterback. They're six and three. Their three losses have been pretty much due to him making bad decisions at the end of football games for them to lose it. And no one that I have seen so far is holding him accountable to that. No one is saying anything. We sing his praises and Josh this and his arm and all the things he can do. But I mean, he's, He's messed up at the end of these games pretty, pretty bad with some of the decisions he's made and those interceptions. I don't know if this Buffalo team is as uh, – because the media builds things up, and, you know, it's easy for them to fool us. But every time I watch this Buffalo team, I'm like, they're one-dimensional. You know, uh, they pass, pass, pass. They they pass to run. Their run game is suspect. Their defense gives up a lot of points. 33 is a lot of points. Defense isn't that good if it's giving up that many points. I mean, they should beat Cleveland, but, you know, I guess I said all that just to say I'm going to take Buffalo because, I mean, they should beat Cleveland on a neutral field. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we got to start We got to start thinking about what are we looking at in football? Is it, is it what we thought it would be? Is it really the Bills and everybody else? Or, or is this season going to play out totally unexpectedly, you know, wonderfully unexpectedly? Who knows? Maybe the Jets will play the Vikings in, in February. I don't know. Give me, really? give me Buffalo, and that's my first lock of the week. 
All right. Anthony. LeVon, I think before Anthony goes, LeVon, I, I think I think you make a good point about Josh Allen. I think that the 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 verdict on him is probably going to be out until the playoffs. Is unless unless Buffalo craters in the regular season. Um and it has nothing to do with him being injured in the process. He shoulders so much of the offensive load for this team that I think he gets the benefit of the doubt when he makes mistakes. Um, the other piece is that he's overcome so much in terms of, you know, what his expectation was when he got drafted. Everybody was talking about his accuracy and he couldn't do this. And so just kind of watching him progress over the course of these few years, he's kind of gotten some cachet uh, as a result, as a, as a result of that and everything. And so now people are, he's the darling of the NFL because he is like the only person that people believe is the, the antithesis of, you know, being able to beat Patrick Mahomes. Like if, if anybody can do it, it's going to be him. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it one way or the other, but I think that it's, I think that it's just an interesting place that he's put himself at this point because he literally is the entire offense of the Buffalo Bills. If he goes down that Buffalo Bills offense grinds to a halt, um, it has, there's nothing else uh, there for him. So if, if it's the same, if the situation is exactly the same, they go to Kansas city or they have to play, you know, in, you know, in Baltimore and he does what you're talking about. He makes mistakes. He throws picks. He, you know, fumbles the ball or he just doesn't get it done. I think this year will be the year because this is the year where everybody said, yeah, Buffalo should win this. They should win this this year. They should win it every other year. They could find another team that on paper could beat them, should beat them. This is the year where Buffalo should be the best team in the league and Josh Allen should be the best player in the league. So this, I think this is the year where you'll start to see that, that narrative shift if they don't do it. And who do you got? Well, it's just Malik stole some, most of my thunder over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just answering LeVar's question. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say that um, basically I watch a lot of different teams in the AFCs the most. As far as when it comes to um the Bills or whatever, just like Malik was saying here, basically the whole team is basically falls under Josh Allen, and that's the that's their one big weakness right there. They made that trade to get that running back, and they still, I believe, he used from the Colts. They still haven't used him yet, right? And the thing is that they need to start using him more. And once they start, once he start, once they start using him more, and they start relying more relying on Josh Allen to bail him out. You're going to see a more balanced team. But as of right now, everybody's basically talking the same thing. Josh Allen's basically he's been um, – the team is relying on Josh Allen too much, and that's when they actually lose. But as far as for this game is concerned, the move from, from Buffalo to um, Detroit actually hurt Cleveland a little bit. Cleveland actually had a chance to maybe pull up, pull upset or even try to win this because, you know, the snow, they could have been running it whatever. But just like Blake and LeVon was basically saying – now, now you know, neutral turf. Josh Allen can throw it all day. These receivers can go go all over the place, and they got some yeah. very dangerous. They got a very dangerous, um, very dangerous uh, as far as pass catchers are concerned. Even they tight ends are very good. So I'm gonna, with all that said, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I'm gonna take Buffalo in the um in the over this one. All right. Um, I believe everybody got to go. I'm gonna go on the next one. Carolina at Baltimore. It's the biggest spread of the week. Carolina is starting the least favorite quarterback of anyone on this podcast, which is um, Baker Mayfield. 
commercial. But somehow, yeah, um, PJ Walker has a high ankle sprain, I believe, so he's out. Baltimore has a better defense. They're coming off of a bye week. Carolina got a big win at home. Um, I think they're going to get crushed. Uh, This is a huge spread. I'm going to take the over. Mark Andrews has had a limited practice today and Wednesday, so we'll see on Friday if he's definitely going to play. The fact that Sean Jackson has been integrated into the offense on the bye week really does spell bad news for Carolina. They got some other injuries on offense. Shubba Hubbard may not be able to be full go. They're still relying on Dante Foreman. Give me Baltimore and make this my fourth lock of the week. I think Baltimore is going to beat the hell out of Carolina. It's going to, not a statement game, but just because they can and just because they're at home, they're going to want to win and they're going to make it easy. And I'm going to take the over on this one. The over under, I think, is pretty low for 43 and a half. I think they'll score 35 and they'll give up 10 to Carolina. Baltimore for the win. Go ahead, Ann. Yeah, give me Baltimore, obviously, obviously as well. Baltimore the over in this one. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. He's not a number one um, first pick of the draft. And in my mm. mind, he's lost that. He's going to try to prove that. He tries, he saw it last week. He was trying to prove that, you know, something in there by, you know, bumping heads, whatever. Huh. All that, getting, see, getting that, that brain damage even more further. I wouldn't be surprised. They open up his head later on to find out that he got CTE or whatever down the line. But Definitely give me on um, Baltimore in this one. I'm taking the over. I don't think Carolina Carolina's basically quite a dead team right now, waiting for to for the draft to start. Malik, go ahead. Um swear it's, it's so interesting. Like Baltimore, I, I'm just I'm I'm starting to look them look them up again. Baltimore never covers spreads like this. They have not covered spreads like this all season. Like there's no reason to Baltimore to be getting through. I even I get it. I get the whole. I get the fact that it's it's Carolina and they stink and they've been bad all year, and um, with the exception of that game that they get played against Atlanta last week and then the game they played against Atlanta two weeks ago. So if they're not playing Atlanta, they stink. Mm. Um, but uh, mm. man, I mean these Buffalo numbers is crazy. I I mean again, mm. I'm not locking this in. I, I'm gonna pick Buffalo. I'm gonna pick. Sorry, I'm gonna pick Baltimore. I'm not gonna lock this in. It's just it's just insane how how much of um how crazy the situation is with with them and the fact like numbers Carolina. like this at home they just haven't been able to cover it's just been crazy. Um, two things: Carolina lost at home to the L.A. Rams by fourteen. Look, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like the Carolina's bad. There's no reason. There's literally no reason to pick the Carolina Panthers to do anything except for when they play the Atlanta Falcons because they seem to play them. They seem to play them tight, or they seem to play in the division, uh, you know, pretty well. Um, so expect them to lose the game, and and you know, two scores is not would not be surprised. But this would not shock me at all if Baltimore lost this game or not lost this game against the spread. Not lost this game against Carolina. I don't think that's going to happen. But lost this game against the spread. I think they're going to have fun. They're going to tee off on Baker Mayfield. He's obviously, you know, they're familiar with him, uh, with him being in Cleveland all those years. And um, Baker Mayfield and uh, P.J. Walker, this the situation with uh, P.J. Walker's high ankle sprain. I got two words for you guys. For any any of you guys that that uh, that, that are over, you know, over 20 or 30 years old, when you think about this Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker situation, two words come to mind. Tanya Harding. Next mm. up. Next mm. up, LeVon, go right ahead. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm rooting for Mr. Wilkes and that team because he's got them playing. Um, they were terrible under rule. Looks like a totally different team now that Wilkes has taken over. 
I don't think you can understate that Baltimore is an underachiever. And they're coming off a bye. And this is a game that they're probably looking at as they should crush. But I think it'll be closer than everybody thinks. But I think Baltimore should win because that running game is just too good. Wait, you said the uh, – who's their running back? You said the Hubbard kid. Who's the other running back that they got? Uh, Drake. Do they have um, – No, 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 no. The Ravens. Oh, the Kenyon Ravens Drake. Kenyon Drake. Drake. Is he playing or is he hurt? Yeah, he's, he's perfectly hurt. healthy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that running game is it's, it's tough, man. With trying to spy and watch Lamar Jackson and those options and all that stuff, I don't think they have anybody on their defense who they can rely on to keep him contained. And not a lot of – Defenses have one person who can do that. I don't think anybody on that defense could keep Lamar in that running game contained. Off the strength of that, I think Baltimore will win, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think because I think that Wilkes has got those guys playing and believing. But Baker Mayfield is quarterback and not PJ, so they'll probably lose by two scores. So give me, uh, give me the Ravens. <laughs> Baltimore, just, just, don't, just before you go on, Baltimore this season. Baltimore is 0-3-1 at home as a favorite. They haven't been a they haven't been a home dog yet. So they're season. due, is what you're saying. So they have not have not covered a spread at home yet this season. It's mm-hmm. it's insane. It's insane. I just I I just don't get this. I mean, still picking Baltimore, but geez, this is like they had a lot of early season collapses because they collapsed at home early against Miami and against the Bills. Yeah. So insane. I do remember those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's right. just it's um, not for a team that that's, that's this good, right? You know what I mean? Oh, like that's the whole thing. Team yeah. is this good, they should cover home games. They should help recover home games. The fact that they've gone this far, they have. I mean, Baltimore's not. I'm gonna have Baltimore's you keep got, on. I'm gonna have you keep on talking. It's Detroit at the New York Giants. Malik, the Giants are getting three. I don't think I should go road. first. I think Levon should go first because the Giants are at home. Oh, I, I okay. give Levon the the the, the home Giants fan. The home, the home first. Over uh, under the is home and the Giants the worst, are what, uh, three point favorites, right? Yeah, three three point favorites. Worst point thing, favorites. the worst thing anybody can do, especially myself, is try to pick, um, is try to pick a game your team is playing in because you want them to win, but you're waiting for the loss. You're just waiting for the loss that's got to come. You're just like, who is it going to come against? Could have came against the Texans, but it didn't. Now we play the lowly Lions, who couldn't seem to to beat the Cowboys or the Eagles when they had a chance and now here they come playing us and it would it would make a lot of sense. They come into into uh Jersey, they come into MetLife and somehow beat us. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that the Giants are for real and I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop with this team all year and it's not dropping. And, you know, I've, I've followed them very closely and they play hard and, and they believe that uh, they are more than just a surprise team this year. And they play like it. They really do. They fight hard all the way through the games. And um, Detroit's not very good defensively, which means Saquon should get his. And Daniel Jones, if he had someone to throw the ball to, should still get his running or throwing the ball. Bellinger's still out. Um, Galladay is not going to play. I think he's done. In fact, we should, if we were in Detroit, I would opt for us to leave his ass in Detroit and fly back to New York because that that bastard. So the Lions might want him back. We didn't want him. We didn't want uh, him then. So. I had a feeling when Detroit did not want to resign him, that's never a good thing. Plus the injury. It wasn't just the injuries. He's just... 
He's just not good. But, he's not going to have a revenge game. He might have to go off. Bro, you know? He's not playing, man. He's, <laughs> he's not going to see the field. He's not going to see the field. Daniel will keep throwing it to practice squad players, and he'll do well, probably have another 153 passer rate in doing it. Uh, I don't think this game is close. I think we roll the Lions in this game. I think wow. we roll Detroit in this game, the and we go into Thanksgiving and um, ready to 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 put the, the Cowboys in the dirt. I think we roll Detroit in this game. We're going to be at home. Um, Detroit can't stop anybody. They, they can't stop anybody. And the defense is going to be ready to go. I don't know if Aziz is going to play this week or not. He's been out. He I think not. he's not eligible. Yeah, he's Aziz not eligible. Yeah, he's not so eligible. Nick Come Williams. On. Nick has been out. He's on IR. Um, Giants. And whatever they say, we'll cover and give me the over because we're going to roll the Lions. We're going to roll them. Wow. Okay. Malik. Um, so the Giants are, I'm uh, just pulling this up. The Giants are four and one against the spread overall. I'm sorry, four and one against the spread at home, seven and two against the spread overall. Uh, in the beginning of the season, they were winning games that everybody was expecting them to lose. Um, uh, actually, you know, in the beginning, in the middle of the season, um, they were, you know, winning games where they were, um, home or road dogs. Um, Green Bay, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Seattle, Tennessee, like Carolina, like in, in every single game, they were the underdog um, and they wound up winning the game. The only time that they were that, that, that they didn't lose or that they didn't cover um, was the Seattle game when they lost that game in Seattle. And then um, when they lost the game against Dallas uh, at home. So. You know the Giants have, if nothing else, the Giants have been have been the antithesis of what the Detroit Lions are. These are very similar teams. The Giants are just very consistent. They are very consistent, and they know exactly how to win football games. And Brian Dable has 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 gotten this team to a point where, when those games get close, the Giants know how to cover. They know how to win that game outright. They know how to take take control of that, and they know how to you know uh, take care of the, take care of the ball on the other side. Daniel Jones is not turning the football over the way he had been in previous seasons. Saquon Barkley is completely back. He's completely healthy and he's back to being his, his, his full self. Um, this is the type of game that Detroit stays close in and then winds up figuring out how to lose. Or this is the type of game that they play a really good half of football and then play a really bad half of football and lose by, you know, lose by two scores. I'm going to pick the Giants to cover. Um, I think the two game win streak was, was is great for Detroit. Was great to see them win win a couple of games uh, again, especially against division rivals like Green Bay and Chicago. Um, but this is the type of game that I don't expect them to. That this is the type of game where they have to show me that they can win this game, that they can go on the road, play against a team like the Giants that you know plays not just you know inspired and and uh, and and high high level football, but plays the right way and figures out how to win football games. And it's going to be. Dan Campbell and the team on that side, the coaching staff on that side against Brian Babel and the coaching staff on that side, and they're going to have to figure it out. And I think Martindale and the defensive the defensive uh, pressure that he's going to be able to bring is going to be really tough for Jared Goff and the offense to generate any real offense. Uh, and so this game is going to – I think this game stays a little closer than LeVon. I don't think it's going to be a roll, but I can definitely see it being a one-to-two score victory for the Giants. So I'm going to take the Giants and the over. 
um, in this game. I think this game gets somewhere around around the likes of like 27 to, you know, 14 or something like that. All right. Um, Dexter Lawrence is questionable. Kayvon Thibodeau is questionable. Wando Dex is Robinson playing. Is questionable. Uh, All three of those quarterback guys is questionable. Uh, the healthier team right now is the Detroit Lions. Every last one of those guys is playing. Every last one. Okay. I didn't say they weren't playing. I said they're questionable, which means they're playing hurt. No, that just means that they're limited. It's his back. He's limited. He's playing like 96% of the snaps. So we don't know. Dex is an off card this year. I didn't interrupt you. So pipe down. (laughs) Uh, I'm taking Detroit. They're the healthier team. Oh, I'm playing. They're hot right now. I think they're going to beat them. They have better receivers. Um, they don't have a better running back, but they can't really stop the run as they showed against the Bears. But maybe that will prepare them for this because with the Bears, it was all the quarterback. With this, it's going to be mostly the running back. So Daniel Jones may rip, uh, rip off a couple of big runs, but they are not going to let Saquon beat them. And if Detroit can hold to that and hold to that defensive strategy, they should be fine. They can uh, run the ball with Jamal Williams. They can run the ball with DeAndre Swift. And they can throw the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown, who's still the best receiver on that field. Your leading receiver for the Giants is Darius Slayton, and he has 337 receiving yards, 327 receiving yards in nine games. The man has 19 receptions. Therefore, if you can only run the ball and not throw, I don't see how you're going to come. That's just me. You're playing outside against a dome team, a uh, team that's a little bit, I think, you know, they play that bully ball, so I'm taking Detroit. I'm not super confident in this, but I'm taking Detroit. I'm going to take those three points, and I'm going to take the under on this one. Get in. Um, well, I actually like both of these coaches, and the reason why, I, just since I just like both of these coaches, I've actually been, actually been liking the teams as well. But – um. There's two things quite to put my feelings aside and just for picking games or whatever. There's two things that shot out to me that, that came out to me. The Giants is on basically 18th against the pass uh, as far as rankings is concerned. And I think they can maybe hold down Detroit's um, passing attack. But Detroit is 29th in the league. Actually, not 29th. Yeah, 29th, I believe, in the league. Actually, let me just make sure that. I believe it's 29th. Let me just make sure. Mm-hmm. No, my fault. It's 30, 31 in the league in against the run. And I think they quite that's gonna be a big factor there. This is a home game for the Giants. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the home team on this one. I I say Saquon is gonna run it. I I say Daniel Jones is gonna be running it when he can. Lions can Lions let's see if the Lions can stop him. But as far as for seeing Lions games and Bears games and all these other things as well. I noticed that quite these games always rack up a lot of points. So on all that logic put together, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm taking it over. I wouldn't right. be surprised, Ace. I would not be surprised if the Lions play better on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving against Buffalo than they do mm-hmm. against they, they, they do against the Giants on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. I've said that I would not be surprised if they play better in that game against Buffalo at home than they do against the Giants this week. All right. These guys are awful. Yes, they yeah, are. I didn't, I didn't mean – no, I'm talking about these Green Bay receivers. I didn't mean to interrupt you. For some reason, I thought we were transitioning to the next 
picks. I didn't know you were making your pick at that time. Well, you know, I wanted to stretch it out so I could be more like you. <laughs> Next up, we got Las Vegas at Denver. Hopefully, uh, they don't have to send a crying Derek Carr up to the podium again this week, but I think he will be because Denver is going to put the beat him down on Las Vegas. They lost last week to Tennessee, who was a better team, but they were playing in Tennessee now that they're at home. I think the rest is going to get right against the Raiders because Denver has a much better defense, and they still have a better quarterback, in my opinion. Russell Wilson is losing some of his mobility, but I believe in him more than I believe in Derek Carr, and definitely more than I believe in Josh McDaniels, who started his career 6-0 and as a, as a as a coach in Denver, but then they got caught cheating because they were taping other people's practices. Mm-hmm. So being as he can no longer cheat to win, he is going to lose. If he can lose to Indianapolis at home, he can definitely lose to Denver on the road. Give me Denver. I'm going to take the under. Denver wins this game. 19-10, Denver. Lock it in. Get in. Um, Both teams are a very big disappointment. Remember in the beginning of the year, especially with the Broncos, there was – Putting the Broncos as one of the teams, oh, they can actually make the Super Bowl because they got Russ, they got all these weapons. Watch Russ cook, gonna take over, blah, 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 all that blah 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 bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> on that side, quite um, the Raiders coach Josh Mc, McDougal's or whatever his fucking name is, he's gonna have to actually make up for losing to a guy who just came off the street and tweeted the week before that the mm. team sucks. So mm. he's gonna have to he has to actually make up for it. So just on that alone, because I don't believe in Russell Wilson anymore. Until you know his wife kicks him out the house and maybe he gets mad like Tom Brady. I'm gonna go with the Vegas and in the in um, under this one. All right, Malik. I ain't picking Josh McDaniels and the and the Raiders because they stink. <laughs> like, like if there's one if there's one team that that Russ can beat, it's gonna be them. Um, Look, I mean, Russell Wilson, not and Russell Wilson and the Broncos. The Broncos, even though, even when they signed Russell Wilson, or what they traded for him, right? They did, yeah, they traded, they traded for him, him yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when they traded for Russell Wilson, with all of the hype around the AFC West, the thought was that they still were the fourth best team in the in the division. Um, that yeah. that that although they they could, you know, if everything mm-hmm. went right, they could represent the AFC. Uh, West, they could win the division. They could represent the AFC and Super Bowl. Like they, there was thought that the AFC West comp, uh, division was so powerful that these teams were just going to knock each other out, and that Denver was going to be the worst team still. So I, I still think that like it's it's not surprising that they are where they are because I think they over obviously overrated what Russell Wilson could could potentially do because they thought that he was being um, kind of. Uh, he, they thought he was being like you know muted a little bit in Seattle by Pete Carroll and the offense, the offensive system there, um, and figured that by him getting with Nathaniel Hackett, what Nathaniel Hackett did in Green Bay was he was going to unlock some you know some level of uh, consistency or some level of play in Russell Wilson that hadn't been shown. I think what we're really seeing though is the fact that like Russell Wilson played in a, played in one system for ten years. And now has moved to an entirely different system. It's an entirely different, different team, entirely different environment. And it's taking him a while to get acclimated to it. Plus, we're seeing some level of, you know, um, uh, regression, I guess, at, at this stage in his career. I mean, it could be just a combination of those two things. The, all that said, I still think Denver has a pretty good defense. Um, they still have a pretty good secondary. They can still rush the pass, even though Bradley Chubb was their best pass rusher and they traded him. Mm-hmm. Um but being at home 
and and this being such a low number against Vegas, I don't see a reason why you you know you can't pick them to win this game. So I'm going to pick Denver to win the game, uh, and I'll pick Denver to cover the two and a half. I think the score gets really low. I think the I think the best call on this one is the under because um, I don't see the score getting up high at all um, with with these two teams. But yeah, Denver and the under. Give me give give me the give me the Broncos to cover this. I don't like Denver. I don't like Denver. I don't like Vegas, but I, I think Denver can beat them. All right, Vaughn. <clears throat> to to piggyback off of what Malik was uh, started to say, they thought the AFC West was going to be much like the AFC East, and that even if Denver was bringing up the rear, they would be the last team in the playoff picture with kind of like a one game over borderline type 500 record. But they're just not coming together. I mean, the team's got a lot of talent. Russell Wilson, all of those weapons, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton. Um, I don't know much about the offensive line. Defensively, the Sertan Jr. kid was over there. They had a bunch of pass rushers. And they just, for some reason, you know, it's no, it's no way to, to really – understands why some of these teams are bad, especially the Raiders, who should be much better than what they are. It's got to be the coaching. Really? The only way to explain how you could have Devontae Adams, who's all world, in Green Bay, when they had, you know, well, they had Rodgers, but now Rodgers is trash without him. But you've got um, Adams, Jacobs, Carr's not bad. He was pretty decent last year, but they cannot seem to win games now with this guy at the uh, at the helm. I'm not picking the Raiders unless they play. Uh, I don't know who they got to play for me to pick them. I'm trying to think. If they even played Houston. So I say Houston. <laughs> but even if they played Houston, if it was in Houston, I'm taking Houston. If it was in Vegas, maybe. But it's just a bad football team, especially when you have talent and you can't find a way to win still. That is a bad situation. I think Josh is going to be one and done. If he survives this offseason and keeps his job, I'll be shocked. Uh, I'll take Denver in this game. If, if Josh gets fired, he's going to get wolfed right back into New England a bit as the old team. He might. All right. Go ahead, Ant. I already went. You did. Who'd you yeah. pick? I picked up, I picked up on the loadies on, we'll say, Raiders. You sure? Yeah, I picked them. You know, quite Josh McDougal needs to um, quite come out of that BS that happened last week. <laughs> like I said, he lost. A, he lost a guy who was on the couch who actually tweeted that this tweeted. team sucks, and he, pro- and he proved he proved it the week after. Bad. That's bad. I wish I wish I could do that. Like, oh, this team sucks. I think anybody could coach, coach some. They can just come that next was, week and get the shit out of them. That was cold blooded. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. That was cold blooded. That was boss level right there. Next up, we got Dallas at Minnesota, which might be the game of the week. It is. I hope it's not. Oh, wait, it is the game of the week on the 4 p.m. games. Dallas is going into Minnesota after a loss, and Minnesota's riding high after a win. Um, Minnesota's getting one and a half at home because they're a home underdog and they're the better team. I'm taking them. I'm also going to take the under. Uh, Dak is going to play. Zeke is going to play. That's going to slow down the offense. I'm taking Minnesota. Um, they have a better total team. They have the best receiver on the field. And I actually think Dak and Kirk Cousins are about the same level of quarterback. That being oh. said, I'm taking Minnesota. Oh, what the that's hell? And Minnesota's covering a lot of spreads, so that's, that's another reason to take them. It's interesting, and it's also true. So, you know, mm. there's that. Um, so, yeah, enjoy that. And, uh, Ant, go ahead. 
Uh, I just like to say this on the side. I'm kind of pissed off a little bit in fantasy because I dropped Chandler Brook because he wasn't doing nothing. Now all of a sudden he's going off in his Thursday night game. But anyway, um, the rookie um, for the Titans, Burke. Oh, so he's going well, off. they're man. kneeling it now, so game's over. So if you didn't <laughs> score, you don't have to worry about it. No, but he has like 14 <laughs> points in fantasy already in both in both leagues. But anyway, um, I'm gonna go with um with with a Minnesota in this one. I don't believe in Dallas right now. I think Dallas is quite. Is a um a pretender. I'm gonna go with that until they actually prove me wrong. In my opinion, I believe I'm gonna go with them as being a pretender to Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota is. You know, we called I, we called it out last week. You know, they you know they barely win any games or whatever like that. But for some reason, they got that grit to win. So, but just on this alone, I don't. Really, I, I'm just gonna flip a coin. I'm gonna go with Minnesota in this one. Don't want you really take what I'm saying. Just go with the benefit of the madness and just go go along with me. Minnesota in the, in the over. All right, move on. Um, I had to chew on that. I'm still chewing on that. Dak and Kirk Cousins are the same. Dak yeah, and Kirk same. Cousins this are the, the same, same level of player. In the last ten games, Minnesota's eight and one. Last ten games for Dallas are six and three against the spread. Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota's four, four and one. But at home, they are four and zero. Oh. They are three and one against the spread. Three, one and one. I think I think they're a lot closer in talent than a lot of people would. I think that's a fair assessment. I think people overrate uh, Dak and they underestimate Kirk. So I think that's pretty fair. I might have to think on that a little bit more. But as far as the game, um, Minnesota got lucky last week. They got lucky. But you need a little luck to win in the NFL. You just, A lot of it. You need a lot of luck. Everybody needs some luck. But I saw highlights. I didn't really get to see the game itself. But based on the highlights, Minnesota shouldn't have won that football game. But like I said, Josh choking, choking away games, fumbling in the end zone, throwing these interceptions. That was a heck of a catch by Jefferson. Um, Dallas, I hate Dallas. They should lose this game. I mean, they should. They're not very good. But they find ways to stick around and be annoying. So, I mean, common sense says take the Vikings – you know, take the Vikings. They should win momentum. Dallas not very good. But, yeah, I'm not confident. But I'm taking the Vikings and the points. All right. All right, Malik, what do you got? Um, so I just want to, I just want to, before I go in, I just want to say uh, Ace, it's not a hot take because um, when Amari Cooper left uh, – left Dallas to go to Cleveland, he did famously tweet that, you know, uh, Dak Cousins is black. Oh, Dak Prescott is black Kirk Cousins. He did tweet yeah, that. So, yeah, that Oof. was... <laughs> that well, did was he leave a... or was he traded, right? They I... traded him for a fifth-round pick, which was... Yes, I'm sorry, well, he was traded. He was traded, yeah. So he did call He did call Dak black Kirk Cousins. That's um, so that was... And we laughed about it on the podcast. The and we did. We did absolutely laugh about it on the oh, podcast. So, that's the first time hearing um, this. It was so awesome. <laughs> So that's a thing, right? So, so that that's a thing. Um, but I think I think the 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 part that the Kirk Cousins comparison, where it really boils down to, is the fact that similar to what Levon was saying earlier about Josh Allen is, you know, when these quarterbacks are put when they're when they're in you know the perfect of environments, the perfect of situations, they're fine. But when the push comes to shove and they get you know, pushed into these situations where they have to make a play or they have to not mess it up, they find ways to do the other thing, whatever that other thing is. Um, 
And then obviously because their team leans so heavily on them, they, you know, that you know, they they actually, you know, that's why they wind up losing the losing the football games. Um Minnesota's at home. The only reason I'm picking Minnesota is because they're at home. Uh, I think that this is one of those games where it's gonna be it's good, it could be tight throughout, it could be be up and down, back and forth. Um, I'll pick Minnesota to, and I'll take the points because Minnesota's at home. But I think this is a really, really, really interesting game for Dallas. They lost a game last week in Green Bay that they absolutely should have won. Now they go to Minnesota. If they lose this game to Minnesota, they are in a must-win situation against the Giants in mm-hmm. at home in Dallas, and that is on Thanksgiving, and that is just really tough to to to, to put on a team. Um, so I think this is a really interesting game. I'm going to pick Minnesota and take the points because Minnesota's at home, but Dallas has to show up. They gotta win this. They this is they have to win this game because if they lose, if they lose this one and then lose to the Giants, they might be out of the playoff race altogether um by the end of next week. So I'll take Minnesota and take the points. Uh but this is gonna be the game I'm gonna be watching uh once the Detroit and uh, New York game is over. That's the game is at four o'clock too, I think, Malik. Yes sir. uh the the Giants game is at one, isn't it? No, Giants Detroit is four o'clock as well. Since when? Why the hell are we playing that game at four o'clock in the afternoon? We never play four o'clock games. All right, we're no, definitely we're at one o'clock. Now. Are they? Yes, Levon's just saying shit. No, no, <laughs> I heard. No, I did hear that the Giant um Lions game from, was. Did you hear that from Fox? Because Fox still says it's coming on at one o'clock. No, I didn't hear from Fox. I actually, so it's, heard one, it's, one, it's the one o'clock game. It's the one o'clock game. Well, we okay. never get flexed to to four or four o'clock games, so unless we're playing on the West Coast, maybe you need to call yeah. Rupert Murdoch next time and check on that. And did you go already? Yeah, he did. Yeah, where he went. Everybody went. I keep going. You you keep you, you just 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 keep me at last, and then you'll you'll know that. Dude. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Levon. Pittsburgh is getting three and a half points at home, and they're forty-one overall points to be scored in the game. Mm. Pittsburgh's coming off of a big win, I guess, for them because they beat a team twenty-two mm. ten, and they beat this mm. team in overtime first week of the season when uh, Joe Burrow had his worst game ever. Who do you got? Revenge game. You you said it. Um, the Bengals haven't forgotten that game. It really kind of stalled their season. I think they started 0-2, if I'm not mistaken. But that's the game I'm pretty sure they'd love to have back, and this is going to be the game they make up for it. This is going to be my second lock of the week. I think Cincinnati rolls Pittsburgh in this game. Um, that team is all about – no, um, I still don't have Jamar Chase, right? He is out. he's been Pittsburgh. out. Yeah, he's out, but I still think Very they roll good. in this game. They just come off a of bye. Aren't they coming off a of bye week? Uh, yeah. Who? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Cincinnati's coming off the bye. Right before the bye, I think Joe Mixon had that five touchdown game. Um, hard to judge that team because a lot of their guys are just young, and I think they they arrived before they should have, and that went to their heads, and they started out slow, and they're still wildly inconsistent, but it's still one of the funny teams to watch uh, when they are going going good. Uh, but I think they rolled Pittsburgh sh- straight off the strength that they remember that game. And um, it's a division game, division rival. And, uh, yeah, they're gonna, I think they roll in this one. I'll lock this one in. Give me the Bengals. 
All right. And who do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. Um, give me the Bengals and the under. They have the Bengals actually. They, both of these teams actually gonna is basically a fight for the playoff right, run right here. Whoever loses is basically gonna be picking in the draft. <laughs> fight for the playoff. What are you talking about? Pittsburgh's got three wins on the season. We're in week eleven. I'm talking about this is a playoff push. This is a time for a playoff push. If they lose here, they, you know, might as well call it call it a pack it in. I say it's gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, you're right about that. And I don't quite this is gonna be Mike Thomas' first. Year of course, actually losing under 500, they kept on pumping that up in the beginning of the year. But I'm gonna go with the Bengals and give me the Bengals in the over in this one. All right, I'm gonna go. Goes in Heinz Field. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. This is gonna be a very close game. I think Pittsburgh knows how to play to run against them. I think Joe Burrow is gonna play very well, but they don't have Jamar Chase, and because they don't have Jamar Chase, they're gonna have issues. Mika Fitzpatrick is not gonna play. T.J. Watt is probable for Pittsburgh. He's going to be all over the field. He's going to be doing a lot. Um, Pittsburgh has one of the worst offensive lines. I don't know how Joe Mixon, I don't think Joe Mixon is going to go off, but they're going to have to change their game plan. Zach Taylor is a pretty good coach. I expect Cincinnati to win a very, very close one, which is why I'm taking Pittsburgh at home, getting those four points. And I'm definitely going to take the under on this. I do not expect a lot of points. They're going to need Najee Harris to show up big, and I think it's possible. Mm. Cincinnati's dealing with a few injuries, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh and I'm going to take those points. I am not locking this in because I don't really feel confident either way, but give me Pittsburgh and give me those four points. Go ahead, Malik. Gosh, I hate this game. <laughs> this game <laughs> is so bad. Uh, it's just a bad call. Um, yes, uh, you're right, LeVon. Uh, the last game that Cincinnati played uh, was the mix-in five-touchdown game, but it was against Carolina, um, and it was at home. And we just talked about how bad Carolina is. So, yeah, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Um, Cincinnati's been having problems. I think the, the biggest win that they had um, since the since the Jamar Chase uh, injury was that game against um, <clears throat> was the game against Atlanta uh, when they beat they beat the breaks off of Atlanta by eighteen. Um, but they played their last three the three of their last four games were against the NFC South. They played Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. Those were the last three games that they won. Um, and uh, and then they lost to Cleveland by 19 points in Cleveland. They're playing against another uh, another division rival that they lost to in week one of the season. So I don't see a reason why Pittsburgh can't keep this close. Um, Tomlin can definitely coach against this team. Uh, he definitely knows this team very well, and he's can, he can coach against this team to, um, if not win it outright, at least – keep the game close enough at home to uh, to make it interesting. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover the number. Um, I like the home dog here in this situation. Um, I don't like this game. I'm not going to lock this in. Same reason the Aces. I'm just not comfortable or confident in saying that Kenny Pickett is going to like, you know, light shit up. <laughs> but I think that, but I think that Pittsburgh finds a way to keep it close uh, and, and keep it within, within a score um, against Cincinnati. So I'll take Pittsburgh and I'll take the under as well. All right. Next up, we have Sunday night football between Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers are getting six and a half points at home because most people on the team are hurt. Um, Keenan Allen is practicing. Mark Williams is practicing. We don't know who their starting wide receivers are going to be. Austin Eckler is also practicing. Their quarterback is healthy, which is a good sign. The rest of the team, we don't know. Chargers have the better defense than the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs don't usually win when they go into Kansas City, when they go into L.A. It's usually a shootout, which is why this over-under is 50 points. I'm going to take the Chargers as my last lock of the week, getting six and a half points at home. 
I view this game much like I did Minnesota versus Buffalo last week, except the home team is a team getting six and a half. And I'm going to hammer that. Lock this in. Chargers are going to win this game, and it's going to be a shootout. Take the over. 45-42. Chargers win. Let's mm. go. Levon, who you got? <clears throat> I like this. Personally, I, I don't – AFC West, I'm not too dialed in. I don't know how big that rivalry is between the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. But that earlier, I think, was it Thursday night where the Chiefs should have lost to them in the first place and the Chargers choked that game away? They should they should remember that game and come out here and get this win. But I don't think they will. I think the Chargers are too injured and um, – too overrated. Another overrated AFC West team coming into the season that everybody was talking about and everybody was on Herbert this and thought the Chargers were a sleeper Super Bowl pick and they just they look like a good team but they just don't look like um, what everybody thought they would be. And it might be because of the injuries. It might be because of that. But um, I think the Chiefs should win this game. The Chiefs are rolling right now. They got everything clicking. Um, pretty healthy. And, um, yeah, I like the Chiefs to win this game and start running away with the AFC West division. All right. And? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City on this one. I was just wondering, uh, LeVon, did you see the game last week? Between Kansas City and where Kateris Tony was hopping on on one foot? Yeah, also he just started being a little, a little extra spectacular, fixing his glove and catching his ball at the same time. And all of a sudden the BS. No, I didn't see the game. I didn't see that glove part, but I did see the the one-legged hop around. I don't know what's up with that guy. I, I don't care. He's gone now. Well, anyway, I think he was pulling a BS with it when he was with the Giants, and mm-hmm. he's gonna give him extra. He's gonna give Casey extra um firepower there. So mm-hmm. give me Casey and give me the over in this one. That 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 fifty is sitting there for a reason. I'm gonna go <laughs> with that one, and I'm <laughs> it's gonna be one my um fourth lock of the week. On this one, I don't believe in the um what's the name. The other team, and I'm gonna go with KC as they as they run to the playoffs. All right, Malik, who do you got? Look, Kadarius Tony is playing on a team with 19 freaking receivers. Okay, if the fact uh-huh. that he, he run if he runs wide open, Patrick Mahomes is gonna hit him. Um, it's it's you know, like Kadarius Tony's like Kadarius Tony's like the fifth member of Drew Hill. Like all of them can sing. Okay, you bring <laughs> another guy in here that can run around and say he's gonna run the routes too. He's gonna just do the same exact thing. Okay, I don't need, <laughs> I don't necessarily need. He doesn't need to be great. Okay, he looks good because he's with another with a bunch of other good players. That's what's happening. Okay, let's let let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on Kadarius Tony the same way I said pump the brakes a little bit on uh, Trevor Lawrence when Trevor Lawrence had one good game and we were like, oh man, Trevor Lawrence has <laughs> arrived, right? So look, <laughs> so I expect KC to win this game because KC is is too. I think and you were talking about it a, a, a couple games ago. Like this is the playoff push. This is when you take advantage of the situation that you're in and you start to you know, separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Kansas City is in a prime, prime, prime situation here because if they don't lose another game, I'm not saying that they won't, but if they don't lose another game, they lock in the number one seed. The biggest challenge to them for the number one seed was Buffalo because Buffalo beat them earlier in the season. Now Buffalo has lost three games. Kansas City can't lose any more games um, or they have they have to be able to keep pace with what Buffalo is doing um, to make sure that they don't wind up in a situation where you know Buffalo wins out or something along those lines, and they and they end up in a situation where they got to go to Buffalo. They want to host. 
they want a home field. They want to be able to, to to host this. So there's no way that I'm picking them to lose this game against the Chargers. The Chargers still have to show that they can uh, overcome uh, better teams, uh, better offenses, better, 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 um, a better team overall on the other side. Um, even though they're at home, and I expect them to play to play to play well, um, I'm still going to uh, pick KC to win the game. So I'm going to take KC in the over. All right. And last and definitely least this week, we have <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. This game is going to be played in Mexico City. And with that, Ant, you can go first. Arizona has no quarterback unless you call quote McCoy the quarterback. So just give me San Francisco and, and Quinn. I'm taking the over in this one. That's oh, my, my last bad. lock of the week. Arizona's getting eight points in what is a neutral site game, and the over under is 43 and a half. Does that matter to you that Arizona's no. getting eight points? Like 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 this quote the actor Dwayne Johnson used to say when he used to call himself the Rock in the <laughs> WWE, WWE. It doesn't matter. But anyway, I'm gonna go with San Francisco and I'm taking over this one. All right. Mm. Last international game, LeVon. Who do you got? That's my lock. That's my lock too. I gotta take the Niners. I've been singing the Niners praises all year because I believe in Shanahan. He's an excellent coach, master of the run game and run fits. Um, if they had a better quarterback, they they might be seven and two or eight and one or something like that. Uh, and I can't stand Arizona. I can't stand Kyler Murray. I don't like the coach. I don't like the team. I just, I can't pick Arizona to win unless they play like Houston or Dallas, Washington, Philly. It's the only time I want the Cardinals to win a football game. So give me the Niners. Mm-hmm. And what's the uh, what's the over under on that one again? I think that's a half total points. Forty three. It sounds yes. like a lot. But total yeah, give, give me the give me the over on yeah total points. Give me the over on that because Arizona is just terrible. Wow, they're terrible. Right. Um, I'm gonna go the complete opposite way, and I'm gonna give you some reasons why. Arizona is getting eight and a half points, and they're playing in Mexico City. Mexico City, the elevation is 7,350 feet. That's the highest elevation either of these teams will ever play at. Who knows how long they've been there. But for every 1,000 feet of elevation, it takes your body a day to get used to. Arizona is getting eight and a half points. They are the younger team. San Francisco is the older team. San Francisco has a terrible quarterback. He's The fact that he's 10-2 and two in games where he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass says a lot. And I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown pass in this game. Colt McCoy can work within a system. They have a better offensive coach when it comes to passing. All of these zone read runs aren't working anymore. Teams have learned how to stop the Kyle Shanahan offense. They're running a West Coast offense, and it's very easy to stop a West Coast offense, especially when you don't have a good QB. It's a good thing they got got Christian McCaffrey, but I'm going to take those eight and a half points, and I'm going to take Arizona, and I'm going to take the under. I think San Francisco is just going to be a comedy era. It's just going to be a ton of turnovers. Mm. JJ Watt's going to go off. Don't you correct me, Ann. Don't come hey, at hey, me. Hey, no, 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 no. Stifle yourself. Stifle. Colt McCoy is not the best quarterback. And also, Arizona. Colt McCoy. Let me play this. Colt McCoy. Arizona's not going to even have their tight end. Colt McCoy has been a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo since they were in high school when they were both rated prospects. When he was in mm. college and he was at Texas, Jimmy Garoppolo was at Eastern that's Illinois. Me. And he's a better and he's a better quarterback him in the NFL, even though Jimmy Garoppolo made more money. Mm. Because he was backing up Tom Brady and thought he could do something. Wins are not a QB stat, but sacks and interceptions are. 
and Jimmy Garoppolo has a ton of those. So also let you know that give me gonna be going. the Arizona card. I don't care if I'm playing tight end. They're going to win. Okay? <laughs> and just for all you folks out there, I have a bulky knee and a bulky <laughs> ankle, and I can't block. All right? Go ahead, Malik. Mm. That's not even a catch. I am as confident in Colt McCoy's ability to run an offense <laughs> as I am in Kyrie Irving's ability to be a model Brooklyn net when he comes back. Like that's how that's how that's how confident I am in Colt McCoy. Okay. I use Colt McCoy and Kyrie Irving in the same sentence. Colt McCoy is trash. Okay. Mm. <laughs> trash. Okay. <laughs> he has made he, the it's fact that he's bad. still in the NFL is interesting. Like the fact Ryan Fitzpatrick should be mad that Colt McCoy is in the NFL and he's not. Like that that that's 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 how bad Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy cannot mess up. I think that's the thing about Colt McCoy. He cannot fuck up. That's that's what he does really well. He doesn't he doesn't elevate a team. He just keeps you at exactly where you were. He doesn't bring you higher. He doesn't bring you lower. He's exactly where you are. Um, I'm convinced. That Cliff Kingsbury could come in, play quarterback, and be just as good as Colt McCoy is on this team. Okay. Um, he just can't get the paperwork in in time to actually get on the field. Otherwise, he'd do it himself. Um, Mexico, Germany, London, I don't care where they play. San Francisco is a better team by than than the Arizona Cardinals by a long shot and should win this game going away. The thing that's most uh, interesting about San Francisco is that they can win spite the fact that their quarterback doesn't doesn't throw the ball. Like, like this is not going to bode well for them in the. It's likely not going to bode well for them in the playoffs. But in this game against a team like Arizona, they should be perfectly fine running the football, playing defense, and stopping stopping Arizona from from being able to be explosive. This number would be if this number was still eight and Kyler Murray was playing, I probably would be picking Arizona because of his ability to um, backdoor cover. Um, with you know a couple of with a couple of big plays, um, but I don't. Colt McCoy's not making any big plays. He's gonna he's gonna throw for like 130 yards and like no touchdowns and two picks. Like like this is this game is gonna be this game's gonna be a a, a snooze fest pretty early. San Francisco's gonna bludgeon these kids. So um, yeah, give me San Francisco and the under in this one. And uh, I don't. I think I did put this in as my last lock. No, I did not. Um, I don't have another lock. So this would this would have been my last lock, though. But yeah, San Francisco in the under, and I'm probably not going to watch this game. Really? You, you hey, really hey, believe all this? Hey, Ace. Jeff said yeah. Jeff, Jeff Sanity just said he's better than Colt McCoy. Couch. Put me in, Coach. That was pretty good. Put me, put me in, Cliff. I would like to point out that Arizona is 11 and three against San Francisco since 2015. With Colt you know, McCoy? You know who's been there since 2015 for San Francisco? Not Colt, Colt McCoy. McCoy. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been <laughs> he's been sucking for that long. That's how bad. Jimmy Garoppolo has been long. a has been a San Francisco 49er since 2015. Uh, uh no, I'm sorry, 2016 season. 2016 season. 2017 season. <laughs> 2017 season. So a lot of those losses are on his record. Um but he's not on Colt McCoy. Arizona's defense will I don't know, but they always seem to find a way to figure it out. And I think the elevation is going to have a much bigger effect than y'all know. And uh, we will see. And I will gain another, you know, lead in the season standing. So, I'm yeah. not so, so Ace, what place you're in right now? Don't give me that bullshit. I'm going to have a look. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna have.
<laughs> oh, you ahead of a guy who just came, who just came in. Okay. When they, they would have been running in circles around you if he was here from the beginning. When the Jets, <laughs> you don't even know understand point spread, so don't 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 even that. When, when the Jets lose to the Pats, I don't want to hear nothing from you on Sunday. And okay. Your shout outs. Well, my shout outs first is um, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. He's by Batman, whatever. From the beginning, from the all the way back, he's been doing Batman games, Batman. Quit um, quit the series, the animated series, and everything like that. I'm not gonna go too long on it because you know, I re- me personally, I really don't like to talk about death that much. But he was definitely be missed. Shout out to him. My last time shout out is gonna be to Brady Quinn. I'm not gonna go to the to the rant like I did the other <laughs> couple of weeks or whatever. Mister Owen Nine. The reason why or I'm not gonna go into it because basically he's a symbol, in my opinion, to the rest of the national media out there, like Stephen A. Smiths. And all these other other people that you know they barely just could pick up pick up any type of research to do anything beyond their favorite teams. They only stick to the the top type of teams that is in there, and that's all they really know. So they come into there, they're like wondering who the Jets are, whatever. Oh, they they the Jets. I'm gonna pick zero or nine. So shout out to him. Hopefully the things will turn around, but I know they won't ever do. So for the last time, fuck you, Brady Quinn. Shout out, say I'm done. All right, Levon, who you got? Just don't ever lose that energy, man. Don't ever lose that energy. I mean, just don't have come for Anthony's team and have his team do well. Because every time I look at his background, it just makes me chuckle. Um, I got to stay with the theme of football and my team. Shout out to Andrew Thomas. If no one knows who that is, you all should. He is the best tackle in all of football. The best tackle in the NFL has not given up a sack this season. He's given up like two pressures and like one QB hit. He is the best left tackle in all of football. Andrew Thomas, start talking about him. I started watching some offensive line tape to further understand how that part of the game works. And I know a little bit and a little bit that I know if you start watching some of that stuff, the guy is amazing at what he does. He's extremely good. He needs to get more recognition. Shout out, Andrew Thomas. Go Giants. All right. And I'm going to go with my shout outs. And I'd like to point out one thing off top. Um, Pro Football Focus has the top 10 offensive lines rated. And you know who's not on that list? The New York Giants. The Eagles, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Browns, the Packers, the Pats. The Packers? The you heard me. The Packers, the Pats, the Lions, the 49ers, the Vikings, and the Buccaneers. All rated ahead through the first 11 weeks, through the first 10 weeks of the season. Higher than the New York Giants. So, I don't know what you're talking about. I said Andrew Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. He's on the offensive line, correct? Yeah, but just like you said, wins is not a QB stat. He's not accountable for the other four people on the offensive line. Look up his statistics. I guess they're all bringing him down. Look up his um, statistics. To get further into my shout outs, oh. I'd like I want to talk about a little bit of music here. The Grammys are coming up, which is something, an event that I don't care about. And to pull from one of my say, favorite quotes of all time from Pitbull, I can't feed my kids Grammys. That is a direct quote from my one of my favorite rappers, Pitbull. So shout out to him. Uh and also to I'm gonna get a little political here. Sorry to all the California people who lost the ballot measure for legal sports betting. Hopefully it will change in the future. They spent $460 million trying to convince y'all to vote for that. And you still can't bet on those sports. So that sports. So that sucks for y'all. Malik, hmm. what you got? 
I thought you were going to get real political. Thank God. <laughs> we don't need that. That's a proposition. They had to vote on to get legal sports betting, and now they can't bet on sports in the largest state in the country. 45 yeah, we still can't, bet, can't on bet on sports. And we still can't legally bet on, bet on sports here in Georgia either, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, we play lotto. Yippee. Cali's got legal <laughs> weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're a cool state. We know y'all not. Not like that. <laughs> they were yeah, the that's probably true. It. That's probably true. Um, shout out to Aaron Judge, who won mm. the AL MVP, um, almost unanimously. He only did not get, I think it was three first place votes. Um, because some some haters just just haters gonna hate, like that's just gonna happen. Now he is <clears throat> until he decides he no longer wants to be a Yankee, he's still a Yankee. So shout out to him for winning the MVP as a Yankee. And when he leaves, if he does wind up leaving, the the MVP award still gets sent still gets uh, uh, attributed to the team that he played for when he got it so wherever you wind up going judge you know you still want it as a yankee and you probably won't win it anywhere else but whatever i'm gonna move off from that <laughs> shout yeah. out to you for winning it winning it uh as you did um uh. shout out to these one two three four five six seven players currently in the nfl who are going who are chasing all-time single season records um in their respective in their respective fields we have patrick mahomes justin jefferson justin fields josh allen travis kelsey justin herbert and austin eckler uh mahomes is chasing the single season pass yard record and he's on pace to beat so these not not only are they chasing them these are all these folks are all on pace to eclipse those records so that's why i'm i'm shouting them out and i hope that they you know are able to do it Mahomes is chasing the single season pass yards record owned by Peyton Manning. Justin Jefferson is chasing the single season receiving yards record owned by Calvin Johnson. Justin Fields is chasing the single season QB rush yards record owned by Lamar Jackson. Hell yeah. Um, Josh Allen is uh, chasing the total offensive yards record owned by, currently owned by Drew Brees. Travis Kelsey is chasing single season tight end receptions, which is currently owned by Zach Ertz. Justin Herbert is chasing single season pass attempts, which is owned by Matthew Stafford. And Austin Eckler is chasing single season running back receptions for 126, which is currently owned by Christian McCaffrey. Um, this all goes to show that there is plenty of offense being held, being held, uh, you know, being you know, shown out and displayed across the entire NFL um, thus far this season. Uh, and so it's it's great if you have any of these guys in fantasy football, you know what's going on on your on your respective squads. I expect that you guys are all you know doing really well and winning and stuff like that. I actually happen to have a team that has Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler on it, so I know that I'm having a good time this so far this season. Um, but shout outs to them. Uh, hopefully, you guys are able to eclipse those records and uh, you know make some hay for yourselves. And last but not least, um, shout out to. The New York Knicks for winning a couple of games that I didn't expect them to win uh, in Utah and then in Denver. Um, West Coast trips for the Knicks have, have always been just a challenging one for not just for fans to watch because, you know, fans on the East Coast, those games don't start till late in the evening, but also for the Knicks as a team, um, because they typically tend to go over to the West Coast and get dragged, especially in those first couple of games. They'll win a game. They'll win a like a random game against like you know, Golden State or something like that. And it'll just be shocking as all hell. But then they'll lose the first four games of the West Coast swing. The fact that they won those first two games, got those in the bag, um, you know, shout out to them for 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 taking taking care of that. Still not crazy about, you know, some of the 
some of the things that they've done, uh, some of the things that Tom Thibodeau is doing with the roster and the rotation and all that stuff. But wins are wins. I'll take them. Um, and I'm, I've enjoyed watching those games. Um, so shout out to them. And hopefully they're able to come back home and, uh, and and keep this winning streak going. So that's it for me. I don't have anything else. Um, most of my other things were more in the somber. Oh, actually, no, shout out to Black Panther Forever. Wakanda Forever. Good movie. Very good movie. I hope you guys got a chance to see it. It was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, shout out to, to everybody yeah. that, uh, everybody that, 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 you know, contributed to that. It was a really good movie, really fun watch. I've seen it twice already. I'm probably going to wind up seeing another, seeing it another time before the end of the, um, you know, when my daughter comes back from, from college for, for, for the weekend, we'll probably wind up going to see it as well. So shout out to them. Shout out to Wakanda Forever, Ryan Coogler, um, you know, everybody that, that, that worked on that film, um, it was really good. So other than that. Good to go. I'm out. Was it better than the Dark Knight? Yes, it was. Yeah. Shout out to all the um, people yeah. on the World Cup. Good luck to you. I hope you take uh, the U.S. over Wales. I don't even know where Wales is on a map, so I don't know how they're going to win. I didn't know that sea mammals could play soccer. But, um, yeah, that's it for me. Oh, hey, before we, we go. No, we we're leaving. Play. We're leaving. Uh, I, got, I got one more thing to say that I actually posted. <laughs> I actually posted yeah. this before. The, the top four teams that I'm looking at for both the AFC and NFC mm. teams that I actually believe that actually will represent the teams in um in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So far, as I'm going to have the Bills, KC, Tennessee, Ravens on the AFC. For NFC, I'm going to have Philadelphia, Minnesota, Seattle, and here's the here's the here's the one that's going to shock LeBron, the Giants. What? That doesn't shock, shock me. me. Too. Shocks me too. It shocked me at all. I'm saving. I'm saving that one for a little bit down the line. But and beat me to it. No, um, don't worry. Yeah. I want to see. I don't know if my st- my my stance is going to change. But so far, this is what it's going to be. These are the top four teams on both sides that I believe that can actually make it to the Super Bowl. So you look think, at the, start looking at the bets now. You think the Giants can make it to the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so too. Actually, you think they have a better um, chance of making it to the Super Bowl than Tampa Bay? If yes. the Giants have to. If the Giants have to go into Minnesota and beat the mm-hmm. Vikings to get to the Super Bowl, they could do that. But Not like I said, happen. like I said, the stance can change right now. From what I'm seeing, the Giants have a better chance, in my opinion, than Tampa Bay. I know Malik got that little smile on his face, like that's bullshit. But <laughs> well. no, I'm I'm watching the Nets and and Trailblazers game. That's why I'm smirking. That's not okay, so, what you're saying. Okay, and I know. So, I, I guess that's what you're Real talk, whatever you do. Knicks. Whatever but, um, you do, don't bet on the Jet, the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Um, if you want to make a wild bet that may or may not happen, bet on Romelo Lukaku to win the Golden Boot in the World Cup. He's playing for Belgium. They're a dark horse team, and I put some money on them to win the World Cup. So let's go, Belgium. Right. Let's go, Belgium. We out of here. Peace. The Jets gonna win. <laughs>